Oi, it's Billy the Butcher here with the Fake Nerd Podcast, episode 154. Wow, that's the worst accent ever. I'm just going to quit <laughs> this immediately. What's up, guys? Was, I'm Ryan Eliopoulos. <laughs> that was like kind of Australian, but kind of I, not. I switched all around the world, guys. Yeah. I'm joined by Sparks Witty. Hey, what up? Brandon T. McClure. Hello. This is the Fake Nerd Podcast, in case I already did not say that. My accent threw me off real bad. Ben Magnet isn't here, unfortunately. He's actually really sick. Yeah. Yes. I hope he feels better. He had, a, he had a Disney day, and then he died. And then he Disney died. And then he yeah, <laughs> then he Disney died. Got the Disney, Disney flu, as good. it happens. It happens. The yeah. best. It happens to the best of us. Every our single time you do immune systems aren't good enough. Every time you do a full day at Disneyland, it just wipes you out. Yeah, like even on the best days, and then he's got a fever. So like, ooh, yes, it was kind of a double hundreds hard. of people running into you at all times. Who knows what they got? <clears throat> yeah, yes. yeah. Well, what's up, guys? Oh, so what's up with you guys? How was your guys' week? It feels like it's been a while since I've seen you guys. It feels like it, but I feel like I it was a week it ago. It was just it was only it was ago. only a week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I did a lot of entertainment stuff this week. Actually, the more I thought about it, I did something every single day. Yes. Uh, we did our topic, which is the boys today, which is a book cl- a book club and a couple episodes of a show. Oh, uh-huh. crap. Oh shoot. Oh no. Yeah. Uh, I played some more Legend of Zelda. That game's great. I won't go into it because Ben's not here to you know talk about it with me mm-hmm. sure uh i played marvel ultimate alliance 3 a little bit that game's a lot of fun it's super simple but it has really great uh characterization uh it's basically uh this isn't a spoiler like it's it's like a retelling of the infinity saga but if all the characters were there from the beginning so oh, you cool. start with the guardians and then you meet spider-man immediately and it's just like no we're all here and this is just what's happening it's uh it's a lot of fun uh, i can't wait to play with with you my friend sparks yeah hopefully with you brandon my friend yeah uh what else did i do uh, we saw a movie. That's what I was thinking of. We saw a movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. We did. What did you guys think of that? I liked uh, it a lot. Really enjoyed it. Yes. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is, uh, if you've watched Tarantino's films, this is clearly the film he has been wanting to make for a while. Yes. This is a film period he has wanted to be in for a long you time. You can see his love on every frame of this movie. <clears throat> yeah. For like the era for like, he, we, he's a cinephile, like clearly. He like, he makes movies for people who love movies and it's like, it's so many sure. deep cuts and like yeah, actors yeah. that I don't know from the 50s and 60s that he has on tap. Um, uh, there's a great scene where like, I guess it's not, it's not a super spoiler for this movie, but like the great escape is in this movie, but it's Leonardo DiCaprio in the role instead uh-huh. of uh, Steve McQueen, right? Yeah. Uh, and it's just so much fun to see like Kung Pao enter the fist, but with a hundred million dollar budget. Right. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, S- Steve McQueen is in the movie. Steve McQueen and is he's in the played movie. by Damian Lewis, he's and I love so that because I'm such a Damian Lewis fan, and yeah. I'm like, even for just those few moments, that was incredible. Every my favorite, so many actors. My favorite sequences in the movie are when we were just with Rick Dalton and, Cl- and Cliff. Yeah. Especially the the when Rick is doing the pilot with Timothy Oliphant. I think that sequence is really Dude, good. Dude, that's just a that's a 15 minute TV show in this movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like it's a a, a one cut just acting. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, tour de force. I, I like that sequence a lot. So do Same. I. That it's, little that nine year old girl is so good. She was. She, she is was so great. funny. Yeah, uh, I, all, I, of it, all of it was awesome. I quite enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I was in the uh, when I said last week. You know, I, I'm very much aware that I am in the minority of the one. Like, it's not my favorite Tarantino. It's probably my middle. Yeah. Um, I just don't think you needed the Sharon Tate, Marilyn Manson stuff. I don't think that stuff works that well in the. Did film. you mean uh, Charles Manson? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say Marilyn Manson. I totally missed that. I don't think it's born yet. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, that's just my that's just my feeling. I though. feel you. Uh, I will say if that if Cliff I think wasn't so intertwined with that, I would agree. But yeah. I I think it works. Uh, I will say that I think what's really cool about it is Sharon Tate's sister said that um, Tarantino did a really good job of recreating her as a person mm-hmm. rather than defining her by because obviously obviously the way the film goes, not defining her by her, by her death, which is yeah. what um, she says like everybody talks about now. Sharon yeah. Tate's not really a an person anymore. anymore. Yeah. And yeah. Did you that, see the Hilary Duff film, The Haunting of Sharon Tate? 
No, no, I haven't watched you it. I'm aware it exists. I'm aware it exists. I already feel bad about hearing about uh, this. I'm, I'm aware it exists. Yeah. Um, no. Uh, but I thought it was really cool that um, her sister was just like, yeah, he, he really captured who she was at, yeah. the, at that time and like who she was as a person and that that was very present. It was just really nice to see that represented in a movie. Yeah. Uh, and for that alone, I think that's really cool. Um, and then on the flip side. And then on the flip side, Bruce Lee's daughter absolutely hated the portrayal yeah. of Bruce yeah. Lee. Uh, but by all accounts, there, there's a lot of things saying that, you know, Bruce Lee kind of was that kind of an asshole. I really so, like yeah. the sequence where they fight. I thought that was yeah. a cool I yeah. honestly, like, Brad Pitt, like, stole this movie from me. Like, <laughs> like Brad Pitt is 100%. so... What an interesting, weird character. Uh, and, and, like, I just love the finale. I... I I love the finale. Yeah, I think I, it's, I do too. Yeah. I just my feelings about the finale was that I don't feel it was earned. Yeah, but I, I do like the finale uh, a lot. I don't want to spoil for like what it is, but like the state that Brad Pitt is in and the things that happen are so bananas. Sure. And I'm like, man, this is a Quentin Tarantino movie. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm 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 very glad I got to see it. Yeah, I I really like that it is it is this as other films Tarantino has done, it's this alternate take on it on history in a sense. It's shares um, more in common with Inglorious Bastards. I agree. That's 100%. That's the one I, uh, yeah. And, and this as that for that event yeah. with Sharon Tate and everything around it, I like it for that. I, I really yeah. do. And I think some... if, I think the more that you, I don't know how familiar you are and this is an attack on you, but like, uh, you know, we, we were talking about this with uh, our friends, uh, Michael Bergman and Megan Nades. Uh, Congratulations. And, to congrats. <clears throat> who recently got engaged. And, um, uh, they'd gone to see it and Megan Nades had never seen a Tarantino film before. Oh, wow. And had no idea what this movie was about. So this was a deep dive for her. But on the flip side of it, Michael Michael loves Tarantino films. He is not very familiar with Sharon Tate or the Manson stuff at all, but Megan Nades knew what was up. So she expected the film to be heading in a certain direction and was surprised when it went a different way. Michael had no idea what the what the theming what of the story it was, was yeah. what was really going on the in the background of what what was right. up uh so that's just really interesting to those different perspectives on it but when but i think like the more familiar with it that you are the kind of way that it flips around on it is is cool i think that i think that does help one of my actually i do have an issue with one of the issues i do have with the film is that it requires you to know the chain of events that happen leading For up sure. to sharon tate's yeah you death. kind of have it to have some helps. familiarity it yeah. helps yeah, yeah. It, it does like you things you start to see how like the it very much is leading you. You see the twists and turns when you're you know when you're heading into the third act. It's setting you up for something, and you're kind of supposed to know the history to know what it's right. setting up and know how it's going to change it. Uh, yes, I agree that you kind of have to be familiar. Yeah, um, but yeah, it, it's a fun movie still. I, yeah, I liked it absolutely. I yeah, it. Uh, I didn't love it. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I'm I'm interested in seeing uh, if the rumors are true about the Netflix. Expansion, you okay, heard that? Okay, so, yeah. fun fact. Yeah, um, flash fact. A little while ago, uh, when I first started working at Photochem, which is my current place of employment, yeah, yeah. Uh, we were working on the four-hour cut of, of Hateful, Hateful Eight. Eight. Yes, uh, this is exactly why I brought this up. Yeah, so the Hateful Eight... Uh, exists as a four-hour cut on Netflix because we worked on it. We scanned all the all the all the stuff that didn't make it into the film and sure. created it. Mm -hmm. um, that was like the big project when I was first started working there. A couple months later, we got Django. Django to do the same thing. Uh huh. So we did the same thing with Django. I don't know if it's out yet. It's. I don't think it is. It I is coming. So. Though. It's coming. Yeah. A four-hour cut of Django is coming. I sure. Don't. So if you if you follow that that line of thinking, then absolutely, I think the one upon time. Can I tell you, like this this film is the film I'm most interested in. I seeing want this four to be like an of. actual TV show. I'll, I'll watch more Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt in these roles yeah. forever. One hundred percent. 
that appeals to me far more than the Hateful Eight's four-hour cut did, yeah. or Django's. Like, this this is where I'll live for a long time. Yeah. And we saw that Tim Roth was listed in the cast, but and he, he was cut. cut. So yeah. I'm hoping he's in that four-hour cut. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what that could be. Uh, I, I don't have any knowledge if we're doing it or not, but... Sure, sure. But I do, I would believe, I would absolutely believe the rumors that, that it's, this is That it's probably happening. Yeah. It's um, still in theater, so I'm sure they just have to wait for it to, yeah. you know. This all brought up another thing for me. That that Django Unchained Zorro crossover film is happening, isn't it? It is. But Tarantino's not doing it. As far it? as we know, he's not He might just directing be like producer, producer on it. Yeah. As far as we know, he's not directing it. Boy. Kind of kind of wish he would. But he did direct he did write the script. That yeah. script that that was adapted for by Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Um is that would be a okay. Tarantino script. All right. All right. Yeah. And Sorry, I, talking about Django brought that no, back up in fine. my mind. Django's uh, cool. I really want their I really want Antonio Banderas back as Zorro. Boy, old man I'm Zorro. telling you, I think that would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz the so for those of you who don't know, Django Django Zorro was adapted into a was a, a proposed sequel for Django Unchained uh, that now looks to be taking traction, but it was adapted into a comic book by Dynamite, kind of like the uh, Freddy versus Jason versus Ash thing that yeah. happened, yeah. And the idea was that Django would meet an old Zorro because Zorro, at the time that Django would be around, would how be do you not get Banderas? I know, that? right? And so by the time Zorro, uh, by the time Django rolls around, Zorro would actually be very old. So the idea is that uh, he meets an old Zorro and some and hijinks ensue, essentially. That's my jam. Uh, so you could absolutely get. Antonio Banderas would, at this moment, be the proper age. Uh, have you been watching what he's been doing lately? The TV show? Oh, the Genius TV show? Yeah, where Picasso. Picasso? Mm-hmm. I haven't, no. I, I just I haven't watched it either, but I've watched some of the clips yeah. just to see his I saw the trailer. He looked good. It, it's, it's, it looks like compelling television. Yeah, this is the second season with Jeffrey Rush. Did, um, yeah, yeah. Einstein, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm super curious on both of those seasons. Yeah, same. Yeah, weird. Weird yeah. things. So yeah, uh, I hope that's. I hope that happens. Anyway, yeah. Once upon a time in Hollywood was really good. We went and saw that. Yeah. I, I thoroughly enjoyed myself. Same. That's um, that's most of my week. And then uh, we we saw uh, the movie today that we'll talk about later. I have I have no gripes with Ho- uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood that aren't just like things that you get when you go to a Tarantino movie anyway. Like oh, you over <laughs> overly abundant amount of feet shots. Yo, man. Or <laughs> I'll t- I'll tell you what. Like all his other movies are subtle compared to this one. Oh man, this yeah. one it is just it's like, aggressive. It's it's in your face a lot, man. Uh, yeah, the the specifically the car scene yeah. when oh. he's driving her and it cuts between her and him, but the feet are always in the front of the frame, yeah. whichever side of the car you're on. And I'm like, man, this is a lot. Dude. I <laughs> I don't like feet, so it's not cool. For sure, me, sure. I don't like it. I think Brad Pitt deserves an Oscar for the first performance I, in this film. I I think Leo does too because this is the best acting I've ever I've ever seen in like the trailer. That really is an incredible scene. Mm-hmm. Like truly, like if I hope they everyone in this movie is really good, man. Everyone. Yeah. yeah, I really I really like both of them. Um, I think the thing that impressed me so much is how fast I was sold on their friendship. Yes. Yeah. Like just and and that's the thing that Tarantino does really well is that you just believe those characters are those people mm-hmm. yeah. and that you they just that is their relationship and watching him create that kind of friendship so fast was really cool. Yeah, like I don't I don't think he's ever executed that kind of like bond so fast so well uh, since Pulp Fiction to be sure. honest with uh, Jackson and Travolta at the yeah. beginning. Yeah, it's kind of like in Hateful Eight when. Um Kurt Douglas and Sam Jackson meet, and you already get the sense that they they know each other. History, yeah. everyone has history. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah, that's something he does really well. Uh, maybe Man. his next film will be Star Trek. So God, who knows what there? in the you hell? Said, you said Kirk Douglas. Is it Kurt Douglas? Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Yeah, I know who gotcha. you meant. I can't, God, if that Star Trek thing is happening, holy shit! What is that movie gonna be? Well, he's got. He's still. He's still holding. He's retiring at ten. I'll tell you what. It would be bold if his final movie of this like filmmaking legend to be a Star Trek movie. Yeah, that'd be super weird. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, it would. Although and it's for a sci-fi movie. If you take his filmography at face value, he's already done 11 movies. But movies that have been theatrically released. And, yeah, you know, well, his yeah. first movie was theatrically released. Was it really? Yeah. No, I don't even know what it is. Exactly. <laughs> I don't think he knows what it is anymore. Yeah. It's, it's fine. It's, it's old. Definitely, it's old. Yeah. Is it Ben hasn't seen a bunch of Tarantino movies, right? I think so. I, like, he hasn't I seen, wouldn't be surprised. I don't know. I don't Honestly, know. I probably haven't seen like I've seen every single Tarantino movie. Yeah. I haven't seen the second Kill Bill or Reservoir Why Dogs. Not? I don't know. Why not? I really don't know. Of all the ones not to see, like that's a that's technically one movie. He says it's one movie. Sure. So I, I even though I paid for a movie twice, I count that as one movie too. It's a I, sure. I watched. I definitely. I w- definitely watched the first Kill Bill. Never watched all the second one. The second one is dope, man. That's where the, all the action is. Yeah, I don't know why. I just didn't do it. You and like, it. It, like it became one of those things. Where like I should watch that, and then just kept it putting is, it off until I know what like you mean. now. It happens. Yeah. Yeah. I I had this thought. Like, we should get off this because there are other things to talk about today. But. Uh, I think it's welcome to the Tarantino I, podcast. I can't yeah. imagine. I can't picture Tarantino making a movie that's set in modern times. Yeah, I can't either. I don't know how what that would be. Even and though I, and I appreciate Reservoir Dogs, Jackie Brown, but like they're not no, modern no, no. times anymore. Modern now. Oh, okay. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, like he's he's got an aesthetic for that time period, Reservoir Dogs or earlier. Uh, like the closest to today that I think it gets is Death Proof, and that's iffy. Um, Death Proof is kind of like it could be. Yeah, it's, yeah, it yeah, it doesn't really matter. It's it, I, I I appreciate that he kind of recognizes that he has a has a tone that he he wants to capture in film culture and that film culture is not modern. I'll day. tell you what, he just skips modern day. He's going to go straight to like the 20th Star Trek yeah. century or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. The 23rd century. 23rd That's why century. I'm like I'm like I don't think he can make something for today. I wonder what a Star Trek movie would look like yeah. cuz he's so captured in an, in an older sense like of cinema and, and I mean too. like and I mean like yes with Reservoir Dogs and like that like the 80s 70s 60s all that stuff but but also even when he does things like Django or uh Hateful Eight those are still modeled after the films that he loved in the older film culture to begin with things that you still see referenced in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood so like Westerns. all that stuff is what yeah. he loves yeah uh not not modern day film culture the Hateful Eight uh, shares more in common with a 70s western than it does a modern day western yeah yeah um bunch of people in a house anything else you guys want to touch on I got a couple uh of what else did we do this week we did I other things right I mean, um, we, our topic today. Mm, I think that's it. Oh, it's Shark Week, baby! Ooh, I watched a bunch of shark stuff. How are the sharks doing? I've still got more shark stuff. Are they to sharking watch. it up, man? How many megalodon specials were there? Uh, one. Oh wow! Uh, and all it was about is uh, it was actually the first one of this week of Shark Week, and what it was is that they were trying to understand what would have made megalodon go extinct. They think, and they actually are starting Jason to believe. Statham. They're actually starting to believe that it wasn't a climate temperature thing because they died long before the ice age. There was no global event that made them so like the the water temperature changing that's not it uh they think that they actually just got out outmaneuvered by the upcoming great white sharks that oh. they better they just were better at, kill, at hunting and they took a lot of their prey away um so so they just just like the x-men that's taking just over happened. The so, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so size doesn't matter not it's not what the rock told me yeah they couldn't keep up with the speed of uh of great whites and so there there's a pretty strong theory that they're exploring right now that great whites actually led to the extinction of the megalodon is that going to be the wow. meg 2 where it's just great white sharks versus no the i doubt it i doubt it um i i think the meg 2 will probably be sillier uh steve alton will be they, they don't really seem to care much yeah. for science fact in the film the books they did but not in the film you're right uh you read powers of x i'm assuming I did. Oh man. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I was. I totally forgot to read that. I was going to read that so we could have a discussion like we did with House. It's okay. I, not, I honestly, honestly didn't expect us to have like another big forum conversation. And I honestly should have waited till this week so we can talk about both issues because this was as a substantial issue it's as complimentary. Last week's. It is complimentary, and it's uh, basically just super quick. It 
it does what Hickman does best, and it sets the future for, like, honestly, the next five years. His Avengers number one issue talked about Tony and Steve creating an Avengers world where every single superhero was an Avenger, and whatever mission required a specific team could make that team, much like the Justice League Unlimited, right? Sure. Uh, in the first issue, he said, you know, they couldn't prepare for Thanos and the Infinity Gauntlet and, and Hyperion, all this stuff that he wrote for the next five years. So Powers of X sets the next 100 years up. And because it, it's it's in year one, year ten, and year one hundred, so you, we see stuff in the year one hundred, and he tells us in large paragraphs of words, which is what I love about Hickman, what happens in these hundred years, and he tells us about characters, what they do, what we're gonna see, uh, and it's really fascinating. Uh, it's it's kind of like getting uh, the history of the Marvel universe from a hundred years from now. Yeah. Is this a little bit like what? Is is there anything like what Mike talked about? How um, how the X Men are, se- are kind of seem a little arrogant in this time? Is there anything? Is that anything more like that? Are we seeing more of a of how Hickman is framing this? Yes, as you see a Charles Charles Xavier is very much like for our, for uh, for mutants to, to prosper. Every single one of you needs to help out, and you need to do things. Mm-hmm. So like it's he's still very much in that arrogant style. But the sad thing, and I'm not going to get into spoilers. The sad thing about it is. It shows us the repercussions of his vision, so we know how his vision turns out, I and see. it's not good. I see. Okay. So it it's a really great framing device, and uh, I love Mike and I love his opinions and his thing. Like, oh, I don't think this is going to last. This is lasting. Well, <laughs> this I is lasting for at least five years. I think what he was talking about was not necessarily that it was going to last. Was um, at least at least what I was getting from what yeah. he was saying is. I was wondering how Hickman was going to frame it ultimately. Is what Xavier is doing a good thing or is it a bad thing? I think uh, it's up to the perspective. Is it, for the X Men, it's a good thing. For humanity, it's a bad thing. Right. It depends on the character. I know, but like at the end of the, at the end of the run, how are we going to look back on? Oh, it? I a, see what you mean. As, yes, as, as we're going to say Xavier succeeded and created yes. a wonderful thing. I'll tell you what. Uh, it looks like he doesn't succeed. So okay. you get you kind of get your answer in this issue, which is truly fascinating, and we get to see almost the inevitable downfall of. X-Men, which is really cool uh, yeah. and also really sad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a strong read. Uh, we've oh, you already, read it? Yes. I oh, did. sweet. Oh, yeah, okay, I read sorry. Powers of X. Okay. I, I realize you and I haven't talked about no, it. No, no, no. We haven't had the chance to really. We can, uh, but we won't do it here because no, yeah. Ryan hasn't read it. Um, but uh, Ryan and I have talked about that once House of X and Powers of X, all, all the 12 issues between the two are out, uh, we'll just do a big special talking about both of them. Yes. So that'll be like a big book club thing. We'll probably put it to YouTube. On the final thing, sure. uh, Powers of X gives you seeds that you can plant. You can plant your own cocoa seeds. They are blue flowers, uh, and, they, and, they, and they plant, and they grow in a week or two. So uh, it's really cool that the X-Men are planting the seed around the world, and then humans that are buying the comic are also planting seeds around the world yeah. i think that is a really awesome thing uh that like kind of just like brings the community together in a weird way and i became a gardener for the first time in my life <laughs> so like i think that's super dope so thanks uh, yeah your thumb is very green now super green yeah. did you water your plants today i did thank you nice this morning uh sparks did you want to touch on anything uh powers of x was one of the things i was trying to think of uh, thank you for reminding me because my I my week was consumed in um sharks hoo-ha-ha so that was you a lot do. of my week. Shark you Week is great, guys. There's a lot of cool information and, and stuff we're learning. You do uh, really love your sharks. I do love sharks. I was able to relate Shark Week into a Doctor Doom uh, moment from the comics where I hashtag Megalodons, and nice. Mark Miller nice. liked it, so that's cool. Yeah, nice. Yeah, dude. Um, we're not going to talk about it in trailers, but the Blair Witch uh, game had another gameplay trailer, and I think that game looks real good. Yeah, I'm really excited. It reminds me of like Outlast yeah. a lot with the camera movements and stuff. Uh, uh, it's going to play with your perspective. You turn around, things are different. I love that stuff. Oh, and we put up a bunch of things on YouTube. A lot of things. Uh, because I was behind, and I'm sorry about that. That's okay. 
Uh, They're all there now, baby. Scheduling and just the processing of having to do it, but also just my schedule made it so it took a little while, but uh, everything up to episode 153 should be up now. Nice. Current, baby. Working on that X-Men special because I'm trying to figure out how I want to do the picture for it. (laughs) Um, On that, uh, our Patreon now has the first 10 episodes of our show. Ooh, and uh, in full, uh, not not edited. These are these are the original ten episodes that aired. Is that uh, when we were talking about Star Trek? Yeah, actually, we got up mm-hmm. to the point where we talked about the Star Trek uh, ones. Uh, on the, I I did not do it the same way as I would, as I'm uploading the episodes to iTunes or to our our feed. Um, what I've done is I will look at the script and I kind of like give you a little bit of, a bit of a bit, and uh, you can follow a character I'm writing slowly losing his mind as he mm. uploads these. Uh, as he uploads these episodes. I like it. So there's a little bit of extra extra fun, extra fun for you guys if okay. you want to get to be a little creative. If you want to subscribe to our Patreon, I don't. Just tell me about it off. Okay, <laughs> off air. <laughs> um, so yeah, so the first ten, I'm hoping to get ten a week until we have the first fifty up, and that's kind of where I'm going to stop it. Cool. Um, the times before Sparks was here. Yeah, well, Sparks shows up in in the, the upcoming episode. Spoilers, uh, spoiler alert. Spoilers for the past. Is my past episode boys. like the first episode was future past? Episode twenty or something? Probably. Episode twenty five. Probably. I looked at it recently. I didn't. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think it's I think it's like episode twenty five or something. That's cool. It's the first time we talked about X Men. Oh, interesting. Batman versus Superman. That was the first time I came. Ultimate on. Edition. Um. Uh, yeah, that that was up there. Um, my first so yeah, you could talk. About, so so you know, a bit of a sizzle. If you ha- if you didn't know, uh, if you haven't been following us since the beginning, uh, you get to hear us talking about star- old Star Trek movies. Uh, Batman v Superman, Dawn of the Justice was Ryan's yeah. first episode. I gave that a kind of positive review because I think the Ultimate Edition is a better version of that movie. But over time, I've definitely soured more on that movie. <laughs> Um, so find out when we were young and naive. Go yes. back to the days of old. Wow. Um, I didn't have a lot of time this week. I was working a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I didn't get to consume as much media as I, as I would like. Barely got to see Fa- uh, Fast and the Furious, which we'll talk about later. Um, but I did go to see a movie called The Farewell. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I've been wanting to see that. Same. Which is Aquafina's new movie. Uh, it's excellent. Honestly, it might be one of my favorites of the year. I've heard uh, uh, Oscar noms everywhere. Uh, I, I hope so. Because mm-hmm. she, she's great in it. Um, I think the whole movie is excellent. I really can't say enough about how great the movie is. I have never seen a film from that studio I didn't like. They they is, are, is it eight twenty four? Yeah. Oh, they put real yeah. They mo- put together such good crews and scripts and directors yeah. and actors. I, it's crazy. I like the best studio. Yeah, right and now. the fact that you like you, what, so the premise is in apparently in China, uh, you have the option. You can tell you can tell your family members uh, that they are okay if they are dying from cancer. Uh, that is just okay in that culture, and it's the uh, it's the ramifications of Aquafina's family who who lives in America, and you know they're just like, well, if this was America, it'd be illegal not to tell her, and so their grandmother is dying is dying of cancer. The idea is like, well, the cancer doesn't kill her; it's the fear that kill that's going to kill her. So if we don't tell her, maybe she lives longer, or just you know we would rather see her happy. So it's kind of because like in that in that culture, and I haven't seen a movie, but yeah. like from what I gather from the trailer, uh, like once you once you once people know you have cancer, you're basically dead already. Yes. So like you die before you actually die, which is which is real sad. Yeah. So it's it's a lot of it's a lot of them. You know, they go to they find an excuse to go to China to all be together and their family reconnecting and. Uh, trying to enjoy themselves and also Aquafina is wrestling with the idea of like well shouldn't we tell her because if she shouldn't she get the chance to say goodbye to us if she's never going to see us again really good really moving uh not not a dry eye in my theater when I went to see it uh is a character named Nana in that movie Nine 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 that's apparently the first time she's ever been in a movie 
This oh, is really? her first acting role. She's excellent. And, and, like, and people are like, this is their first time in a movie. Discover an Oscar. So yeah. she's great. She's excellent. That's super cool to hear. They're all, they, the whole cast is excellent. Great, great Chinese cast. I, I liked it a lot. Yeah. If, if, if it's close, we should see it. I want to, I want to support yeah, that we'll movie. Yeah, we'll have to look. Yeah. We tried to see Midsummer yesterday, but we couldn't make it work. Oof. Uh, that is a movie. God. <laughs> I, um, oh, boy. Let's see. I'll check my notes real quick. See, because uh, <gasps> I definitely did ch- did read. Uh, um, oh, yeah. I bought the, uh, I bought a, uh, I bought, uh, I did not go to Comic-Con this year, as we, as we all know, and mm-hmm. it's the first time in many years, but I, but I got away with a Comic-Con exclusive. I got the Batman comic-con bag uh oh, okay. exclusive from comic-con like a bag? Off of a, well so it's a batman pop and it's batman but he's holding a comic-con tote oh bag. got it oh, oh gotcha yeah I, uh, I think i saw that online yeah yeah I, I bought that uh it's going for a lot now i bought it when it was pretty cheap um, good 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 so I'm, I'm i'm happy that i even though i didn't go to comic-con i have a memento from a com- from comic-con there you go so it's a cool pop figure i like it a lot um, all right, shall, nice. we, shall we move on? I read uh, Invisible Woman number one. It's Sue Storm's uh, uh, solo comic, and it's incredible. It's really great. It's super fun. Uh, it's all. Let's support that comic. That's cool. Bye. All right. Oh, Ryan tried some new cuisine this week. Oh, I went to a tofu place. <laughs> he liked it. I did. Oh, yes. Uh, it was I've been, cool. I've, it's the tofu place. The BCD, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Tofu, like it's, it's really weird. Tofu is weird, you Have guys. Have you never had tofu before? No, I have. It's just I don't eat it enough to remember. It's like, oh, it's weird in my mouth. <laughs> I love tofu. Yeah. All right, shall we move on to bread and butter? Yeah, let's do it. Mm, tofu and butter. And here's your bread. And your butter. Here's your bread and butter. Hey, okay, not in my ear, thank you. All right, then to get started, we do have uh, some news coming out of the TCA, the Television Critics Association. I was going to make up an acronym because I didn't know what it was. Thank yeah. you for telling me. Uh, Teen we- Choice Awards. That's a good one. That's a good one, yeah. We could have actually gone. We we are able to get press patches for this. At, listen, we need We to could go to the Teen Choice Awards? No, the Television <laughs> <laughs> Critics Association. I want oh, to press oh, badges oh. to everything possible if I can. I love for going to places for free. It's great. I don't care what it is. I want to go for free. Let's do it. We'll Next try year. and get into the Adult the Media Awards. I'll be the representative. <laughs> I'll be your correspondent. Don't 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 test me. I know a person in that business. Hey. Who? I'm not even lying. You don't know them. Oh. But you're familiar with the work. <laughs> I just found I keep finding out some very strange things about our friend Shell. <laughs> That's not her, but <laughs> no, I know. But I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. Anyway, audience, Twitter's and Twitter's a excellent resource. I to love Twitter. Find out who your friends really are. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing. It yes. sounded horrible, but it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Uh, all right, so so the Arrowverse is uh, coming to a. Oh, a we're starting here, baby. Yeah, we are. Uh, the Arrowverse is doing some things next year. I don't know if you guys heard, but they're adapting Crisis on Infinite Earths. Mm-hmm. Um, Never heard of it. Actually, Ryan, uh, you said oh? you said this was kind of like their phase one. I actually think this is closer in in scale and in scope to Infinity War and Endgame. Well, sorry, I'm that, I'm sorry. That's what I uh, that's what I meant. If I meant phase one, like the Infinity Saga. Okay. I sorry. Yeah, not I think, not just like yeah. I think this is their and their version of the Infinity. No, the, saga. The, yeah, their first yeah. crossover is their Avengers. Yeah. I sorry. I meant I meant implied like it's just like Endgame because Arrow's ending and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, and I think this is, this sounds pretty great. So Black Lightning will finally Hell join yeah. the yeah. fray. In- inevitable. Yeah. Inevitable. So Black Lightning, um, so this was kind of funny. So uh, last night uh, he posted on Instagram, like uh, he posted on Instagram, you asked for it, you got it. And uh, CW said nothing. Uh, no confirmation came from CW, which made sense because I found out that their TCA panel was today. As we're recording this today, uh-huh. it's already ended, and mm. that's where they of- officially confirmed that yes, Black Lightning is coming to the crossover. I I hope that they bring 
at least one of his daughters with him. Dude, I wouldn't be surprised if the whole family's there, for real. I mean, yeah, that'd great. be great, but I mean, like, I know this is going to be stuffed, uh, so I can understand if it's just... You know, like the first time they brought Supergirl over, it was just her. That's, yeah. that's true. You know, I understand not bringing their whole cast, but his daughters. But are again, though, this is the too. this is the end game scenario. Like, what other chance to have everyone here, especially with once who's once coming. once you cross over Black Lightning, especially because Black Lightning is its own show, uh, unlike the others where we're getting these great cameo appearances, which we'll get into. But like uh, Black Lightning being its own show, still running on the CW. Like now that you've introduced that, you can cross over to that Earth again that's down true. the road and it's bring like more of that. Supergirl cast. crossed over the but, first time, but I hope and, that they'll yeah. bring Thunder or his other daughter. Yeah, uh, that'd it's be lightning, great. Right? Huh? It's lightning. lightning, right? I think so. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think his daughters are Thunder and Lightning. Yep. Yeah. Um, like my two fists. I don't watch it. I just know that from the comics. Uh, I just I, I said that because I I don't think that they've given her her moniker yet. Got it. Uh, Thunder does have hers. Got it. But I don't think the other sister has hers yet. Cool. Um, and the other bit of news that came out of the TCA was that Kevin Conroy will be returning as Bruce Wayne. As Hell Bruce Wayne. Yeah. That's super dope. That is super cool. Yes. yes. That this 80-year-old voice actor from our childhood is going to be playing Bruce Wayne. I now 100% believe Michael Rosenbaum is coming in to play The Flash. Yeah. Well, now, they, now they absolutely can. Yeah. 100% I think he's playing The Flash. So it was interesting. Uh, so he could be... I think... It, so let's put my nerd brain on. Uh-huh. Uh, he's Bruce Wayne from the Batman Beyond TV series. And we could possibly see a Terry McGinnis. See that's that that's like that's like a dream. God, I just bring of. in Will Friedle. Yeah, just bring in Will Friedle. Oh I don't even just do it. Oh my god, he's been working out I anyway. I do not even consider about that. Oh yes. my god, yes, yes, absolutely. That's because, my nerd brain. That's my nerd. What because I want that's brilliant. Because he's brain. not. They would say if he's playing Batman, yeah. he's playing Bruce Wayne. So I, uh, yeah, he's playing is, old Bruce Wayne. That's awesome. I think this is interesting. Also, because they're they keep they keep getting. As close as they possibly can to introducing Batman, yes. with not without actually introducing Batman. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, yeah, man, I, we're incredible. We're I, I really hope they don't reveal this, but like we're now just like one step away from like Linda Carter and Tom Welling. I just showing I heard up. Linda Carter's already doing it. I I heard that, but I also heard at the same time with the Tom Welling thing, and I think until they announce yeah. it, like I'm yeah. not. Uh, but I, I'm, again, I'm not. Linda be Carter shocked. is so not a stretch because she, she was Supergirl because she was the president yeah. on Supergirl yeah. for a season, yeah, uh, or two, I think two. Um, I watched the season where she was in it, so it had to have been. Yeah, I think it was one. two. Yeah, yeah, because um, yeah, it was season is season four. She she was gone. Um, yeah, uh, I think Linda Carter is almost an inevitability. I think Tom Welling is an inevitability because uh, Stephen Amell's already said that he wants Tom Welling there because he's like, I want the fans to get what they want. Yeah. And again, Michael Rosenbaum, like. I, I, it doesn't make sense for him to be Lex Luthor. It makes more sense to be a hero. Yeah. Even like actually because the Flash is involved. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, that would be, to see him in the Flash costume would be like truly so nerd. Good. Like, like, it's not, again, like nothing is going to be as can big you, as can I give game, you this, but can like. Can I give you this image? Give it to me. Two John Wesley ships, mm-hmm. one Grant Gustin, mm-hmm. one Michael Rosenbaum, yep. all running together. Yeah. That's a comic book cover, baby. That's, that is yeah. definitely a comic mm-hmm. book cover. Bruce Wayne. Or excuse me, Kevin Conroy. So there would only be one John Wesley ship. Well, as Jake Jake Garrick, Jake Garrick is trapped in the Speed Force. Mm. That bitch. He he <laughs> went in there. He went in That's there to, to free Barry, and he You're stayed right. there. I remember that season. Yeah, he's not come out. No, that bitch. He's still trapped. Get out. He can't. He's, he he said honestly. Himself. Honestly, it's so complicated already. Just let him be the '80s Flash. That's better. Yeah. The Just 90s let him Flash. be. Sorry. Yeah, the '90s Flash. Just let him be that, and and bring in. Yes, Michael Rosenbaum as the Flash. I think would be Yo, excellent. Man, uh, Kevin Conroy, especially because he's Wally West and yeah. Burt Ward are gonna have a scene together for sure. As hundred percent. I was gonna say. Do you think Burt Ward is just he's Kevin Dick Conroy's? Grayson. He's Dick Grayson. 
I was thinking no, he was Batman, no, like, so, so but I think, retired. So I think he's Dick Grayson who's become Batman from the 60s series. Yes. No, I... Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, because there's no Adam West. Sure. Yeah. So I, I think that's why. Um, I, I think that it's... He, so Kevin Conroy, so the, so he, taking off my nerd hat, there's a number of possibilities that we can go here with Kevin Conroy. He could be the Arrowverse Batman. Yeah. Um, uh, retired. Is that the Batwoman one then? Yeah. I I feel I, like I don't. I think he had to be way younger. Yeah. They implied yeah. they implied in the Batwoman stuff that Batman had just left a few years ago. Not that Batman mm, had true. had like gotten honestly old. Yeah. the. Uh, the Batman Beyond thing is the best idea. No, best I think I think one hundred percent. That's holy that's, shit. I didn't even so consider the, that. So that's the awesome. Other, the other thing is he could just be a Bruce Wayne. He doesn't even need to be the Batman. It is Beyond the multiverse. Bruce. Sure, yeah, it is the multiverse. But come so, on, yeah, come, come on. on. <laughs> so uh, that means we're also gonna have. Come on, we have Tom Welling. Like I know they haven't said it, but there's <laughs> no way this so, is it. So it's Tom Welling with Tyler Hoechlin and Brandon Routh. Yes, yeah. and possibly Dean Cain. I'd like to see him come back as Superman. It's, it's not unrealistic. I mean, they've no. all done Supergirl again, right? Like, Dean yeah. Kane was on Supergirl. Dean Kane has been... Uh, Kane, Terry do you, Hatcher, think, do you think that they'll let Kara's mom suit up as Supergirl also? From oh. another Earth? From the... from the Because she's already on yeah. the show all the time. She could be the... It almost feels insulting not to invite her. She could be the representative of the Chris Reeves universe, because that movie was, was a spinoff. Yeah. Oh, man. Honestly, it's... Yeah. They could do whatever they want. <laughs> I so love cool. it. I'm this so, so cool. excited. I'm, it's really cool that everything we got to is this a point. multiverse. Even yeah. the animated shows. That, so cool. Nothing is off limits. I didn't think about the Supergirl thing. That'd be super. cool. I didn't think about Batman Beyond. Yeah. What if Kevin Conroy's Batman? I mean, this doesn't mean anything. But what if he's what if he's actually just older Arkham games Batman? Ooh. That'd be a weird like a weird one. There'd be no reason to yeah. like tie that yeah. in. I think it's far better for it to be Batman Beyond. But I'm yeah. like, it could be. That'd be weird. Yeah. He's all animated. <laughs> Yeah, I'd like to see Dean Cain return to Superman. Just give me everybody. I don't care. Throw him at throw on everyone. That's the thing. He's not he's Justin not Hartley Superman, but I'm like, go for it. Justin yeah, Hartley. Justin Hartley. I really Justin want. Bing bong. Like at, at this point, I'm kind of wa- I'm kind of watching these announcements. Just be like, go for gold. Yeah. This is again. This is what the if, final. This is your chance. What if they don't bring Justin Hartley on as Green Arrow, but they bring him on as Aquaman from his canceled Holy pilot? Shit. No. <laughs> what if he's just classic? Are they ballsy Aquaman? enough to do that? Holy crap! Are they ballsy enough to? Come on, that's deep cut as yeah. hell. <laughs> I mean, honestly, they're getting Burt Ward. You've so got like, you've got like essentially a Justice League there. You know what? I was just thinking. I was just thinking. Uh, what if they brought in Tom Welling's Justice League? That'd be sick. Uh-huh. If they just so, all show up at once, that'd so be sick Bart, as shit. So Bart Allen, Cyborg. Yeah. I wouldn't mind. I mean, it, I we're don't starting think, to get a lot. I don't think those actors are uh, big enough. That they would bring them. Um, also, I believe the actor who played Cyborg passed away. You're absolutely yeah. correct. Yeah. So I don't I think I don't think now. they'd go for it. Do you think we could see Tom Welling and? Uh, oh, she's also on Supergirl. What we if we see got her come back? <laughs> Hold on. What if we got Lucas Gabriel back as Connor Ken? That's what I was just saying. <laughs> I was thinking Connor Ken. I was trying to think of a way to bring Superboy in, and I didn't. Yeah. Yeah, he was on Smallville. Yeah, yeah he was. <laughs> bring on Lucas. Please do, do it. Do. You know what? I'm okay with not having you know that what? one. You know what? I don't like this. I don't like quoting memes a lot but do it you cowards yeah do it yeah i gotta tell you what this makes me really excited for for the arrow universe and i wish i cared more I'm about honest, the shows at this I'm point honestly just waiting for like one person to be announced coming from the dc universe shows that would wreck my yeah. shit dude, dude just bring swamp thing don't even just be like we're sorry even, that got canceled don't even play thing. with my heart dude. hanging out with constantine I would lose my shit. Derek Mears, Derek Mears has joined the what about the Spectre for the constantine tv series oh my god bring in the phantom stranger 
they baby. Could, they could do anything. Right? Baby, I would, I would yes. I'd love to see the Spectre and the Phantom Stranger on the same. That'd be nuts. The same screen together. Oh my god, the Phantom Stranger would be so easy too. Just bring him. Don't even bring anybody else from the DC Universe stuff. Just bring the Phantom Stranger. That same guy. That's enough. That's enough. It's really cool stuff. This is a small. This is a small. This is a small thing. But I, I kind of hope we see Chaz again from the Constantine TV series. Yeah. This is yeah. this is the smartest thing that I think DC can do, and I don't just mean on the CW shows. I mean across all their media. Just say all your Lean media is the multiverse. It. Lean into it. Just be able to pull from all of it at any time you want. Yeah. Seriously, uh, it, that is the only way and you honestly, get a leg like, up on the MCU at this point. With the Flash, with John Wesley Ship, like that was like their like their big entry point, right? That uh-huh. was the first time. Like, oh yeah, let's just all do, let's just do it. Well, the, even before that, when when Barry first goes into the Speed Force to travel through time, we see oh uh, when he's running a bunch of parallel universes. Right, that's right. Uh, pass by, and I, I almost expected to see Ezra Miller run by. Oh jeez, honestly, yeah. Like if they just go for it and say. They they have the corporate synergy and they just say yeah all, everything is a multiverse we can pull from anything at any time to do any story. Great is, is Crisis cool. when Superboy punches a hole through reality? That's Infinite Crisis. That's Infinite Crisis. Okay, so that's a uh, that's, that's the next one. That's the next saga. <gasps> gotcha. God, I'm so excited. Yeah, dude. I mean, like the like those shows are wonky, but so are a lot of things that a lot but the of crossovers at least are, are always from. pretty much right. fun. And so are a lot of the things that all these other people are coming yeah. from anyway. Like they're some of them are good, some of them are, uh, you know. But hey. You want to make it all part of one thing? Awesome. Yeah, no, uh, do it. The people who make these crossovers like know how to make fun comic book events. For which sure. Is, which is that's why all I like I the say crossovers a lot because the crossovers feel like I'm watching a comic book unfold on screen. Yeah, and yeah. that's really cool. Week to week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the other thing, the other news is that we got some release dates for when these when these crossovers going to be. Oh, oh boy. Um, so much goodwill. So we have part one will air on Supergirl on Sunday, December eighth. Uh, part two will air on Batwoman on Monday, December 9th. Uh, part three will be Flash on Tuesday, December 10th. Real quick, is Batwoman would have already started? Yes, had, Batwoman okay. would have already yeah. started. Um, and then part four will air on Arrow Tuesday, January 14th. Over a month later. Now what's interesting uh, is why? that I'm surprised they didn't just expand to a six hour now that they announced Black Lightning's part of it. I, uh, yeah, I felt the same way. I was surprised. I was too. like, just just make his show part of it too. Just yeah. all six. And uh, are these all just going to be hour long episodes? Yes. Why and break part, them up? And then part five will be Legend of Tomorrow on Tuesday, January 14th. Yeah, so, so it's a two-parter finale. Yeah. Why? Unless like part There's three. There's going to be some major Part three is like a huge cliffhanger, yeah. which like changes the state it of the world. It will absolutely be a cliffhanger. I just wish, I, but you could do that and just have the next Dark week's Side snaps his fingers and half the universe disappears. Oh, man. Bring in Smallville Dark Side, you cowards. I love, I love comic <laughs> Bring back uh, uh, John. Jonathan, John- <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got this. We're on the same page. Bring, bring back Lionel Luther, you cowards. <laughs> bring back Lionel Luther as Dark. Oh my side. God, dude, that Dark Side stuff in Smallville is bad. It is. It uh, is really bad. I, I, oh man, the smoky. St- oh, God, bring back Sam Witwer's Doomsday. Yes, do it. Uh, bring no, don't do that. Don't please. Do it. Krypton's that's, Doomsday. That's really bad. I love Doomsday. Sam Witwer, but don't do it. Hell yeah, bring Krypton into it. Krypton's Doomsday. Oh yeah, no, bring the Zod from Krypton. One hundred percent. Because he's Dude, from I Arrow anyway. I stuff every week how like the show keeps getting cooler and cooler. I'm like, I have to watch Krypton. Jesus. It's so good. It's on DC Universe. <sighs> I got Bring it. in Lobo. <laughs> he would destroy everyone. <laughs> all right. All right. So that's all really that cool. That was a fun topic. A Very fun exciting. Can't wait for this to start. Heck I'm so yeah. ready. Um, I don't like it that it's broken up in half. I don't like that. Yeah, no, it's, it's dumb. Yeah, I don't like that there's a month wait between, but, you know... As long as it's all good, I, Does that I mean ultimately that they're don't filming care. them not at the exact same time, you think? No, they're filming them at the same time then because that's, it's just the break. I, but why? Because they still got to meet that winter hiatus, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I get it. Um, all right, so uh, the MCU. Maku. Uh, we've, we've wanted, well, 
I personally don't believe these shows belong in, uh, exist in the MCU. But that is just my own personal head theory. They've conf- they've confirmed in their own. Sh- well, I mean, they say Stark. The president is wrong. The president is wrong, but it's also been uh, six years since uh, the Iron Man three. As I'm, Ellis isn't president anymore. Uh, oh, that's a good point. They mentioned Stark in the show and Stark Tech. So a- a- Ages of Shield did the same thing. The incident. And Ages of Shield literally has it. Sam Jackson on it, so that's that kind of different. <laughs> no, so so okay. I don't. Uh, it you don't ha- need to get into no, this. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, actually not, matter. Yeah, yeah. But here is my here is my head canon. The movies, and then there is a divergent timeline where the all the TV shows exist. Whatever, whatever you need, baby. Yeah. It's fine. And that's what I need to keep my si- keep me sane. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Runaways and Cloak and Dagger uh, will be the first TV ser- TV series uh, that Marvel's produced to have crossover. That's super cool. Super cool. Yeah, they released a cute little video of like the runners like, "Hey guys, we're working on season three. Can't wait to show you." And then it zooms out, and then Cloak and Dagger are there, and they're like, "What are we doing here?" Yeah, was, uh, <laughs> the run, a couple of the runaway kids are going to L.A., uh, and they will run into Cloak and Dagger, uh, uh, and it will be one episode. Not in no, the runaways are in L.A. Yeah, Cloak oh, and Dagger, Cloak are and Dagger are in New Orleans. They're going to L.A. that way. Um, so, uh, so it's gonna be an ep- one episode in Runaway season three. Yep. Yes. Uh, Which has Morgan Le Fay in it. I'm so I'm happy. Absolutely gonna catch up on Runaways. Those Hell shows yeah. are so good. And the thing is, like, I know what you just said about the headcanon. I'm not really referencing to that, but like, these shows are the ones that more than Netflix shows and more than Agent Shield are allowed so well to stand apart from the films. They really don't need to be referencing them deeply at all, and they work so well in their own uh, world. I had a, I had their own world. world. Uh, yeah, like uh, they work so well environment? there. Uh, yeah, there's a word, but I can't find it. Um, Biome. <laughs> but I'm so happy that these are coming together because these shows, once you've watched both seasons of, of the shows, they're meant to blend. Yeah, it makes they're, sense. They're so good. And Your the cast are so totally strong. Makes I, sense. I never saw a second season of Runaways. Uh, not for in, lack of interest. I really liked the first season Same, of Runaways. Yeah. Uh, I just didn't. I just haven't Cloak and Dagger it. is really good, man. Yeah, like, I, just really good. I haven't gotten to Cloak and Dagger yet. I've heard good things, though. It's worth it. Yeah. Um, I, I I will absolutely be watching this when it happens. Hell so, yeah. um, you know, if you guys want to catch up, I, I started Runaway Season 2, and I, I've enjoyed what I've watched so far. And Cloak How and many Dagger, episodes are you in? Uh, three. I can and, catch up. Yeah. Uh, and Cloak and Dagger is... Chef kiss. Chef kiss, baby. So good. So good. Cloak and Dagger... Thank you for adopting the Chef Kiss. Cloak and Dagger is so fantastic. Uh, season 1 handled uh, this, this exploration on... Uh, self-identity and at their age and that exploration and race so well, I, I was floored. Very classy. Yeah. Um, it's like, how is this a freeform show? Yeah. How is a freeform show handling this better than most of these other ones that are on Hulu, ABC, and Netflix? How is this doing it better? Is it streaming on Hulu? It is streaming on you Hulu. You know what, dude? Like, they're not X-Men, but wait, are they X-Men? Cloak and Dagger. Cloak and Dagger are not mutants. They're not. I think they are. I don't think so. I've never heard them referred to as mutants. It doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> they, it, the, the stuff that is in Cloak and Dagger reminds me of X-Men stuff. About, like yeah, yeah. Using race and superpowers at the same time. Yeah. Like, that's really good, like, X-Men stuff. Yes. I, it's, uh, I, I forgot that second season came out. Shit. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff to watch, my guys. Yeah. Uh, so happy. There's, uh, people, uh, fans and the cast have been waiting for this to happen. Yeah. So I'm really glad it's coming true. Same. They were at one time, but they have no longer been considered mutants. Well, there you go. Cool. So yes and no. Cool. <laughs> Comic books. Yeah, it's like it's kind of what they tried. I guess it's a little bit like they tried to do with uh, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. They've done that multiple times with them. Just <laughs> make up your uh, Brandon, I really think if you start Cloak and Dagger, you won't want to put it down. I hope so. Uh, I, I really do. 
Um, so, you know, like wait until you got some time and then set aside some time and just dive in because yeah. it's, it's worth it. I also need to set aside some time for those damn Netflix shows. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, but at least heard, those, are, those are dead, though. I just heard about the twist in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and I'm just really glad I'm not watching it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't even want to talk about it. Yeah. Um, all right. I like the five seasons I watch. I'm good with that. Uh, the Stand, uh, which is a Stephen King joint. Uh, so bad Ben's not here. Sorry, Ben. Um, yeah, he uh, he would know a lot about. He this. would have been really excited to tell us what the what the stand was. Um, yeah, so the stand is a CBS All Access miniseries that's coming out in 2020. Um, and w- at the Television Critics Association, they uh, the TCAs they announced the cast and they they took the chance to reveal that Stephen King is writing a new ending for the series. Ooh, okay. Um, so a little bit like Lemony Snicket did with a uh, series of unfortunate events, Lemony actually. Snicket. Which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah. The um, Stand is a post-apocalyptic horror fantasy novel. Uh, it expands upon the scenario of his earlier short story, Night Surf. So it's a post-apocalyptic oh. story. There you go. Night uh, Surf. The Man in Black is a prominent character in the series, I know. I love Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey was attached to an adaptation of this for a long time. Yeah. yeah. It's really exciting. I, I hope that they can get Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones back for this. Mm. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. All right. Uh, we don't know who's going to be playing Randall Flagg, a.k.a. Walter. With two Gs. Um, which is the man in black, which is yes. McConaughey yeah, yeah. the Dark Tower. Mm-hmm. Um, the, but the full cast is James Marston as Woo! Stu Redman. Good for him. Good for Dr. Doom. And Wait, James, Mars- James Marsden. Marsden. Oh, Cyclops. No, no, no. We talked about James Marsden's show before. That was Runaways. Sorry. James Marsden. Got it. Cyclops. Cyclops, end of Westworld. Yes. Yeah. Um, Amber Heard as Nadine Cross. Right on. Very interesting. Odessa Young as Franny Goldsmith. Henry Zaga as Nick Andros. I didn't write it down here, but Whoopi Goldberg has also been cast in the series. Cool. Whoa. Where's Whoopi been? I, on The View. Oh, I don't. You're <laughs> right. I don't watch The View. Yeah. Well, Whoopi. I'm glad. Oh, boy. Oh, you just coming in here with the bullshit. <laughs> yeah, with this bullshit. I'm serving you Goldberg, okay? I was just <laughs> going to say that. <laughs> Damn it. Meet the Goldbergs. Marilyn Manson. <laughs> Marilyn Manson has also been cast in the series. And not Charles not, Manson? No, Marilyn Manson. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> yes. Marilyn Manson? The, Marilyn Manson. That's incredible. That's actually really incredible. He's a Marilyn Manson guy. being in this is he, awesome. He's been cast in an undisclosed role, and he's also uh, contributing to the soundtrack. He's 1,000% awesome. a vampire. <laughs> he is definitely a spooky man in that, for yeah. sure. I'm so happy. That's super cool. I, I like that guy. That's why I said Marilyn Manson in the <laughs> yeah. beginning. I understand. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's cool. They've been talking about doing this. Like Ron Howard was going to do it for like a decade. Yeah. Uh, like I'm, I'm glad. Ron Howard was attached to do The Dark Tower for a decade. <sighs> yeah, and he wanted to do like a movie and a TV show yeah. connected, and then that movie came out. Ron Howard was was trying to get a Stephen King shared universe going. Let's, he really tried, man. Let's be honest. It is upsetting that they don't have it going. Yeah, like it's it's right there. It's so uh, upsetting to me. Friend of the podcast, Matt Ferranti, has yeah. been like, how how are they not? I don't understand. It's all right there. They could have this massively financially lucrative Stephen King universe if they would just and get it's their funny shit because together. Castle Rock is that, but it's just all in this one show. Yeah. <laughs> so, so a couple of pro- the, the biggest problem is that all these different studios hold the rights to these, to these properties. To these For books. sure. You sell For them sure. off, you got to make money. And one, one of the things that you could do with a, a shared Stephen King universe is you, because that is the hurdle, yes. But you it doesn't need to be because these, these books are only at best tangentially connected. Yeah. Like characters show up, sure, but except for the Dark Tower, except series. for the Dark Tower series, like you could have just done, you could just have, have it, ha- it be its own world, and the Stand be its own world. But maybe Matthew McConaughey is in the Stand, and so it's like yeah, that's it all you worked. need. Yeah, yeah. 
100%. Like, it's, it's insane because it, what it is is Much like, like crossovers and everything. Stuff, yeah. uh, the only books where everything else connects into is the Dark Tower. Yeah. So in the Dark Tower, as long as whenever you bring back those characters or the events or whatever, it's, it's all the same things from the others, then it works. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, they all stand on their own. Like oh, the- yeah? Stand on their own? Yep. Cool. I hate all of you. Anyway, moving on. The stand is the most directly connected yeah. to Dark Tower because of Randall Flagg. Uh, from what I understand, but um, yeah, you you easily like there are references to all the different ones across yeah. all of them. The you know the Shining and Carrie are very closely connected because Carrie was actually having the Shine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, Doctor Sleep. That's baby. what Doctor Sleep. And they talk. They in. talk about the events of Carrie in the Shining in the book. Um, and it, everyone who everyone who does these these adaptations, they try to pepper in little bits. Like you, we get references to other. They Stephen mentioned King the Shine in Dark Tower movie, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's yes. a prominent, it's a prominent feature. Yeah. The Shine isn't copyright. The Shining is copyright. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, it. Idris Elba and Matthew McConaughey are in a big budget like Stephen King like franchise starter, and it breaks my heart that it's like that was it was bad. Yeah, <laughs> like because Idris Elba, he deserves a big franchise movie. Man, he's so cool. It's it's a bummer, and I mean, like, I think it would have been better if there was just cohesion of like. We could put all this together. Anyway, we're yeah, not yeah. getting it. We're not getting a no. Stephen King connected universe because everybody's dumb. Everyone hates it. Yeah. yeah. It's awful. Uh, it would have been such a unique, different oh my type goodness, of shared yeah. universe. Oh my goodness, yeah. Anyway, uh, moving it, on. If you had done it a all together, like you just picture the quality of like what they put into it. You put that quality into all the rest of the properties, you have a franchise that is mostly horror related. I mean, look at The Conjuring. Which would compete with... Yeah. Uh, both Fast and Furious and the MCU and The Conjuring. Yeah. Uh, all right, so Halo oh. had some casting. Oh. Uh, we now know who's going to be... We, I mean, obviously we know who is playing uh, Master, Master Chief, Chief, but we now know who's playing Cortana and Dr. Halsey. That's dope. Super cool. Uh, Natasha Michelo, Michel, Michelhone. Yes. Sure. Um, Doctor, she's going to be playing both because Doctor Halsey voices the character voices Doctor Halsey created Cortana. It's in the character image. who voices Cortana is Doctor Halsey, Halsey because yes. Doctor Halsey created Cortana. Yes, yes. Unless Fall of Reach is to be believed, in which case Cortana may or may not have been an alien AI. Mm. Oh, I remember. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, um, complicated. Only complicated once they made four. Ugh. You're Everything right. was complicated once they made four. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they made five. Womp yeah. womp. So Dr. Halsey is the brilliant, conflicted, and inscrutable creator of the Spartan super soldiers and Cortana, the most advanced AI in human history and potentially the key to the survival of the human race. I really hope they dive into... I read one of the Halo books a long time ago, so my memory on it is very vague. But I really hope, because they don't really go into it, into the like psychology and like the truly messed up nature of like taking these kids from a young age and turning them into super soldiers. Oh, for sure. It's, it's Warhammer. That's exactly yeah, what they're yeah. doing Warhammer. And yes. Warhammer leans into it. In Halo, it's kind of like, oh, he's the best soldier ever. But that's traumatizing. That's horrifying. Uh, and like, I hope they go into the, conf- the con- confliction that she has about this. So there's a, dope. there's a podcast that was made for Halo before Halo 5 came out. And it was supposed to be like supplemental material that kind of led into Halo 5. It wound up having nothing to do with the story of Halo mm-hmm. 5. But that podcast itself is incredible because it's all about Keegan-Michael Key playing a reporter who's oh, investigating shit. where Master Chief came from and learning about these kids. And he's digging too deep and he gets found out by a military hard woman who's trying to stop him. And she's Colby Smulders. So that's I, an incredible know about That's this. an incredible two-season podcast you should check out. And it's like, it's, awesome. like a, it's, like a fiction, it's like a Wolverine. It's entirely, yes, yes. It's entirely a fictional thing of him broadcasting what he's 
learning about Master Chief and all these interviews he's doing as he goes trying to unpiece this. That's amazing. It's fantastic. That's a call. Can I, what's it called? Can we get a call? Uh, I'll look up the name but right the now. Halo podcast. Uh, but yeah. but awesome. you're exactly right because that's the kind of stuff I want them to explore and that's another reason. Not just like the marketing of Halo 5 which was already a problem. That podcast was, a, was another reason why I'm like this game is terrible because it didn't even acknowledge the stuff like we one were of the One of the I don't remember if it's Halo 3, 4, 5, 7 I don't remember but like it shows Chief like as a kid like in this field and then it shows him like like in the Master Chief program and like him like losing his humanity like not Pretty smiling sure it's, three. it's three yeah and I'm like man like this is actually really sad so one of the reasons why they move away from that is because the Spartan program so the Spartan program was not a th- after Master Chief was the last Spartan up until three like there yeah, was no genetic engineering one, the, yeah, yeah. the podcast was called Halo 5 Hunt the Truth Love wow, it. that's why I didn't pay attention to it because it was Halo 5. <laughs> yeah, because it was supposed to be a tie-in to Halo 5. That's awesome. That's how it was designed, uh, but then the game had nothing to do with it. But it, you can also just find it if yeah. you look up Hunt and then the just Truth. And regular people started becoming human, uh, Spartans. You didn't need to genetically yeah, augment so them. Yeah, so Halo 4 and 5 reintroduced the Spartan program. Lock. Like, the Spartan 8s or whatever, yeah. and they're all they're <laughs> all just normal people, which is why Nathan Fillion is a Spartan, and I just hate that. He was an ODST guy, and now he's a Spartan guy. Yeah, um, yeah okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, yeah, so that that's cool. Uh, that that podcast sounds cool it, yes. it really does it's, it's <laughs> worth it it's worth it yeah so back to this halo super cool um so they're they're going to they're going to be joined by bokeem bokeem woodbine and shabana Azmi, uh who are going to be who woodbine is will play soren 066 a morally complex privateer at the fringes of human civilization whose fate will bring him into conflict into his former military masters and his old friend the master chief Azim will portray Admiral Margaret Perengoski, the head of the Office of Naval Intelligence. Um, Woodbine is, is a familiar actor to us. Uh, I don't remember what he's been in, but I, I but I, I've seen him. Okay. I actually think I mistook him for Dave Chappelle in in, in uh, the Star Is Born. Oh, oh, I th- oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Is it the guy who's who's uh, the shocker in Spider Man? Yeah. That guy. Yeah. He's in the trailer for Queen and Slim, which we saw today. Yeah, but yes. That was good. Yes. That was yeah. really good. Yeah. Did you guys see the trailer for Tenet? Yeah. Did you get that? It's 15 seconds long. I, don't, it's, I know it's about I time travel. It. Yeah, I really like Bokeem Woodbine. He was, um, he was in Overlord also. You're right, he was. Uh, oh, God, Overlord's so he's good. He's really good in uh, Fargo and Saving Grace with Holly Hunter. Right on. I didn't get the Tenet trailer, which is why I asked. It's... I don't think it's a good trailer. But I don't like, think it's, it's a good trailer it's either. It's super weird. Uh, it's yeah. basically entirely marketed on... Do you like Christopher Nolan? Yeah. That's, that's that's all it, it is. That's uh, all because was because all it is is Dunkirk like, showed you more. No, Dunkirk showed you more. This is like forty seconds, and it shows you an actor. And it's like this actor in this movie with Christopher Nolan about stuff. Yeah, that's all. And that's it. I can't, I Makes need a, I need a real trailer to know what's going on. I have no idea what it, what the movie's about. I have I, no I, reason to be I know excited what it is at the moment from the. Synopsis. So I didn't think that this would be that this would be anything. The trailer would be anything because the movie's not. The f- movie's only like two weeks into filming Christopher Nolan does this all the time though like every movie he like he releases stuff super early yeah uh, just because he wants to get he likes to build the hype and like he and, and or marketing and likes to build the hype he really shouldn't have with this the only reason why he did was because he wanted people to go see the mo- see yeah. movies um uh, yeah it comes out uh a, July, a year from July now. 2020 yeah a year from now <laughs> yeah it's bananas the, this this I didn't think this trailer was gonna be anything no it's 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 um, not really it's really bad um, Honestly, I, it, this is this is the problem I have not with Christopher Nolan, but with the marketing for Christopher Nolan films. Yeah, I really hate it because you're all you're trying to sell me on is like you'll buy Christopher Nolan movie tickets, right? And I'm like, I haven't bought the last two, so you're clearly not you getting sh- me. You, you should though. The last should, though. two, Dunkirk, and Dunkirk and Interstellar. Interstellar is my favorite of his. Interstellar is really good. I, I really think it's a gem. Yeah, Dunkirk. 
you can skip. I'm not. I'm not knocking the movies. No, I'm just saying, like, the marketing puts me off. Yeah, I get. No, I feel you. You can absolutely skip Dunkirk. Yeah. Um. All right. So, the series will also introduce uh, three all new characters. It's the Halo universe. Bentley Kalu will mm. play Spartan Vanek one three four. Okay, so we're getting Spartans. Oh, a Spartans. cybernetically augmented super soldier, but which switch oh. Spartans? Oh. Um, super soldier conscri- conscripted at childhood who serves at the, as the defective deputy to, ma- to the Master mm. Chief. So this is it looks like probably before Reach. Yeah. Or yeah, but it looks like we were looking at the series before Reach. Oh my god, I that'd be so. dope if we had like uh, honestly if, like, the fall of Reach was like a thing that happened. Well, and the age of the actress playing Halsey would imply that. Yeah, mm. it's true. because she's. Pretty old, post three. Yeah. Uh, Natasha Kolzak will star in the role of Spartan Riz 28 a focused professional and deadly cybernetically enhanced killing machine. Kate Kennedy stars as Spartan Kai125, an all new, courageous, curious, and deadly Spartan super soldier. Let's make them the characters from Reach. Does half of those characters sound like the characters so from it, Reach? So it looks, like, it looks like what they're doing in this show. Uh, is going to show Master Chief before Reach, so before the, before the, we got to the Halo rings. Um, before the Covenant, even? No, I don't think before the Covenant. I think we're, we're in, we the, need an enemy, we're in right? the throes of the Covenant. Yeah. Um, but this is definitely be pre-Halo 5 Spartan super, uh, Spartans program, so this is definitely there. I'm glad we're, go- we're starting way back when. Yeah, me too. Uh, but the other thing is... Remember in Halo 5 how Master Chief has a team of, of Spartans? Mm-hmm. Those are all the same type of Spartans as Master Chief. They're not the new Spartans. Okay. They were Spartans that survived Reach. Right. It's one of the things... One, so I, I, was, I wasn't as disappointed in Halo 5 as you guys were because I knew what to expect. Yeah. But one of the things that did disappoint me is that in Halo 5, he just has new Spartan ones. And that's ridiculous because they were all supposed to be wiped out in Reach. Yes. yes. That's kind of the whole point in, in, in why Breach is important. Yeah. Because <laughs> it makes Master Chief like a uh, like, uh, There's a lot of framing problems with And Halo apparently 5. there is a book that explains that after Halo 3, he goes looking for these, for these uh, super soldiers. This Spartans. is like Dragon Ball Z introducing like, after oh, Halo 4. No, it, it apparently have to. He's Halo asleep 3. until ha- the beginning of Halo Four. Oh, you're so. Th- Guess we got to read the book. Either I'm wrong or the book's wrong. No, I get you. That's why I'm I'm asking. That's why I'm asking because he's asleep until the beginning of Halo Four. Hey guys, maybe Halo right now is really messy and it used to be really good and it's not anymore. (laughs) I'm excited for this show. Maybe the only people who ever should have made Halo were Bungie. Yeah, (sighs) that's super true. Microsoft should never have taken the rights back. Hey man, uh, Bungie Destiny knows that too. That's why they just went independent. Destiny up to this point has proven that, like Bungie, when they get to do their own thing, they're better off. Yeah, and again, they just went independent. No, I don't like I don't like Destiny. <laughs> right, but that's what I'm saying is because Activision had their hands all up in it. De- Bungie just went independent. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I see. Once they have control of it, everybody's like been talking about just the updates they've been doing to Destiny Two. Everybody's like, oh, this game's actually really good now. Mm-hmm. Because they treated Destiny like a Call of Duty, like a battlefield, where like they just like nobody, they, 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 you had to spend so much money to actually make progress in the game. Sure, and that's so shitty. That is yeah. such a sh- shitty thing to do. Yeah, yeah. So I'm excited for the series. I am very excited. Yeah, yeah. I will be excited when I actually see a trailer. Showtime, right? Showtime. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So, the man who fell to Earth, is a David Bowie TV uh, movie. Yes, a David Bowie movie. His first movie. I Possibly. Hear. Yeah. Um. It is getting a television adaptation for CBS All Access uh, from Alex Kurtzman. Yeah, so that's a lot of mixed emotions. <laughs> yeah, right? uh, I think the movie's really fun. I watched it. As, I haven't watched it in like 15 years, but like uh, when I was learning does, about David Bowie. Who does Kurtzman have pictures of I know, at right? CBS? I've He's got been some dirt. The same thing. The most blackmail ever. Remember, remember after the Mummy failed, and he and he 
put out a hit piece on the current showrunners of Star- uh, the then current showrunners of Star Trek Discovery and positioned himself as the head of all of Star Trek for CBS All Access. How do you like destroy the dark universe before it even starts and then be given all of Star Trek? That's he has nuts. to have some Dude, dirt. Yeah. I don't understand how Kurtzman has had a career past Revenge of the Fallen. So Same. I don't know. Man. Is that before or after Into Darkness? That was or before. is it around the same time? That was time? before. Before? before? Okay. It was well before. Jesus. Yeah. So, uh... Anyway, uh, it, it, the Man Who Fell Earth is a really, like, emotional tale of, like, this alien trying to, like, be human. And it's, like, a yeah. very David Bowie type of movie. Uh, it's on CBS All Access, so, like, it's going to be given a lot of money, which means... But also, no one's going to watch it because it's on CBS All Access. And we don't know how they get the money to put into these projects. Uh, seriously, like, all the shows look really nice, but, like, who's watching... Clearly, clearly people are... Enough people are watching it that they keep making shows for it, so... It, I guess so. And they put a lot of money into those shows. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's I guess it's it's cool. I'll, I'll I'm see, let's CBS look for a has a weird amount of money when you break it down because like yo they, man, they young Sheldon. Out, yeah, well, they paid out the actress for Big Bang Theory a million an episode, so they clearly make some money. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, and then uh, the other thing is that HBO Max will be the exclusive streaming home for Doctor Who and other BBC America shows. Like Luther, which I really like. Yep. Do you think Top it's going Gear? to be the the only streaming home for like all BBC America shows now? BBC all has the ones that matter. Are BBC they taking North and Black? BBC has their own streaming service. Yeah, no, I know that. But now, but now we're not going to have Doctor Who on that, correct? Uh, does that say exclusive? So I that's what I'm asking yeah. because we've had the BBC America streaming service. Yeah. So they're pulling all of it. It's just being absorbed. Oh, I. Because, like, what is so. the BBC it's America streaming service without, without you read, you read Doctor Who, yeah, without Luther, same. without all these that, that's why shows that everybody so watches over here in the a States? A lot of these shows are on Netflix and Amazon Prime mm-hmm. here in the States. I watch all those shows on Netflix. Maybe, maybe exclusive American Home? Yeah. But I'm asking the same thing because BBC America does have a streaming service that you can still access here. That's a good question. The wording, again, it might be too early to know, but the wording that you read earlier, Brandon, yeah. was exclusive streaming rights. Yeah. To me, sounds like this is the only place you can because, get it. Because uh, it... For example, like I have access to it. I access it through a dish password, right? Uh, because we have the subscription. So I can watch uh, the newest episodes of things up to a certain date. So is that just done? For Gone? Doctor Who, it's done. It seems like it. Well, and, and I'm assuming like for all the, the other shows too. So like, yeah. is that just the death of the BBC America streaming service app? Here in the states. Here's the thing: like as we we're talking about making big deals, yeah. maybe the deal was worth it too. Just that the streaming service isn't worth it. We'll get a lot more money from HBO or Warner Brothers. Well, but it wasn't like a, a subscription service, you know. But that's what I mean. Like maybe yeah. like the money was so good. Like hey, like I guess. this is for us. So like BBC, screw the audience. So I know that BBC has a streaming service that was only available in UK. In the UK, um, there's also Sky Atlantic. Um, Every country has their own like different yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Disney. By the way, own Sky Atlantic, so it sucks to be you guys. Um, <laughs> because they bought Fox. Yeah. Um, so possibly we will see the end of the BBC America streaming service. But uh, like Ryan said, I think it's too early to say. Yeah. This, but this isn't. <sighs> They're going to take Orphan Black off Prime. You guys got to watch Orphan Black, baby. Yeah. Just get it on DVD. Man. I mean, I, I, I intend to. There you go. I want yeah. that that whole complete series, but I want everybody a, to watch it. There was a great uh, there was a great <clears throat> uh, post on a on a page I follow where someone posted their their uh, their one media shelf of of DVDs and Blu-rays. So I was like, cute, but <laughs> <laughs> the, but he just goes, uh, you know. I'm so happy I have all this physical media because when all when all your favorite shows are split up between 15 different streaming services, I'll be able to watch them whenever I want. I mean, it's true, and that's absolutely true. Yeah. What, so I was talking to this before. 
In the desire to destroy physical media, studios have have recreated the need for it. In a weird way, yeah. In a very strange way. They have gone to the point where... And so, Sparks, you told me this, that DVD sales were up. Yeah. And the, for the, uh, up after a steady decline. Yes. So what this says to me, all of that says to me, is that, the, is that audiences are realizing, hey, I can't afford all these different streaming services but I want to watch such and such, I'll just go to Best Buy and because buy such and such. when yeah, it yeah. costs, let's say, 15 to $20 for HBO Max, when you can just buy the season of Doctor Who for about the same price and have it forever. And, have it not forever. Even, and, and honestly, not even that. Like, you don't even have to go all the way up to Blu-ray or DVD. I recommend it, but you don't have to. I've been like, because I was talking to Michael Carls from Downright Nerdy, shout out to them, and uh, when The Office was announced, it was being pulled, and he, I was like, sorry, bud. And he's like, yeah, I guess we'll just have to get the other. And I'm like... Buy it on DVD, buy it on Blu-ray, or buy uh, buy the seasons on iTunes Amazon Prime. Or yeah, yeah, just buy them and own them. Just then, you never have to do this again. Yeah, ever yeah. you I, have I was, it. I was talking to Zara, like you know, we really like <clears throat> Gilmore Girls. Uh, once HBO Max comes up, it's Warner Brothers. That show's leaving Netflix. Oh my god, really? So I'm just like, wasn't that a new season for Netflix too? I think that season will stay on Netflix, much like we'll see with with like the that's super confusing. that's super dumb. Well, because we've seen it before, like Daredevil is not going to go to Disney Plus or Hulu. So for no. a few years. But what yeah. I mean is, the original show won't be there, but the sequel show will. Yeah, that's to me like if you don't know anything about Guillermo Girls, that's weird. I mean, Samurai Jack uh, season one through four is available on on Hulu, but not season five. But that's not. But it's, again, it's not only season five on there. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You have the finale of a show and not the first four seasons. Yeah, that's, that's a little stupid. Weird. And um, I get again for reasoning, but like that's that's not good for your audience. So it, it's, it, probably because when when licensing issues are done, we figure it out. But like, so I was telling her, I was like, you know what? I I don't know if I want to buy HBO Max. Just buy Gilmore Girls. Just buy Gilmore Girls. Yeah. Like it's it'll be cheaper in the long run. Yeah. To Instead just of spending buy, twenty bucks a month. Gilmore Girls. Yeah. And for certain shows, like for me, I don't necessarily need to buy a lot of physical media one because sparks owns a lot of it but two like uh the streaming services i have have the shows i want but we are getting to the point where hbo max like i, I that's how i watched all of doctor who all of luther yeah. all of sherlock all that stuff was on netflix and all, all now with hbo max we talked about it in the first announcement but now especially now uh netflix is going to be a it's shell it's gonna be trouble dude it's gonna be a shell of what it used to be marvel's gone uh bbc has gone half Dis- of the original programming disney, sucks. bbc hbo uh oh, yeah, disney warner brothers um and uh once nbc launches theirs <clears throat> like what what else is left what's crazy to me is also netflix has had this like it's had the empire for like 15 years but it's bankrupt yeah so what so all of it was for nothing almost yeah like it, it, it set the precedent for the future all they, but they didn't prosper from it all How sad were, is that all they were able to show is that it's possible it's possible yeah so why not just cut out the they middle could, they didn't future proof it like like a disney would yeah. or something it's it's kind of tragic all disney had yeah. to, all all it took was disney to be like well we could pay netflix or we could make our own for seven dollars half the price there you go that's all it took that's super interesting what an interesting time man yeah for everyone this new age of streaming this new age of streaming is actually going to be in the long run pretty bad for consumers and I'm gonna be bloody kind of interesting to see where it's gonna go it's definitely interesting to look at from from down here yeah seeing all these businessmen being like man what the hell do we do for the future man yeah technology I mean it's it's like we said eventually it becomes streaming packages streaming instead packages. of channel packages like you used to have for cable and, yeah. and all well, that well is HBO Max packages. like the first really big one because <clears throat> like it's a bunch of different ones right it is yeah yeah, yeah, could be, um, but yeah, I'm I'm now more than ever very happy I have all the DVDs I have. Yes, yeah, I feel I'm you. sure you are too, Sparks. Oh yeah, I mean I'm never unhappy about it. Yeah, 
I'm I'm never unhappy. Whenever I move, I'm just kind of like, why do I have all this shit? See, the whole thing is the only time I'd know that, like, oh, I'm never going to touch HBO Max. I'd know that, except that they're making original stuff too. Yeah, yeah. That's the problem. That's the problem. Man, that Dune show's going to be on there. I'd pay you two dollars a month if you would only give me access to the original stuff. Yeah. I don't need your whole library. I don't need your whole library. HBO Classic. I'll pay you two dollars a month to watch Dune. How about that? There was also a. That's actually not a bad idea. Um, oh guys, my god, that's the notes. worst future. No, every show is is is. is no, no, no. <sighs> I mean, I mean, two dollars for all your original stuff. Okay, yeah. None of your backlog of the other stuff you happen to own. No, I got everything you, you make specifically for that streaming service. Yeah, have like yeah, it's cheaper categories idea. for less stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, I'd do it. I'd do two to three for a month if it meant I only have access to the original content. I don't have to spend the twenty a month for the entire library. Yeah, yeah. it's not a bad idea. Although, or you could just be Disney and do $6 and I get everything. Yeah, seriously. That's the dream. I love you, Disney. Yeah, we don't know what HBO Max is going to do. <laughs> but honestly, like, I'm kind of, the Doctor Who was kind of, you know what, I was, I was thinking about the other day. I was about to sit, I was honestly considering sitting down and watching the Peter Capaldi years, going back through it and, and going through. And I was just like, you know what, I think I'm okay with being done with Doctor Who. Oh, no. Like, I, I, I think I kind of, I kind of had this feeling where I was like, you know, for me, I think Doctor Who peaked, and I'm happy that I that I'm happy to have to rewatch the David Tennant years, to rewatch the Christopher Eccleston years. I'll revisit some of the Matt Smith years, maybe. But you know, maybe I I don't know if I need Doctor Who back in my life. I know what you mean. I I think I'm pretty happy with where. With I will where say I, uh, there was a period where we were watching it. Uh, and we did some of the. Did we yep. do some of the Jodie Whittaker stuff? No, we were watching the last of the Capaldi to get That's to right. the Whittaker. Okay, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was very much enjoying that stuff. Oh yeah, I uh, am too. Not to say I didn't enjoy no, a lot yeah, yeah. of what I watched. Because uh, uh, I did, like I, I watched a couple of Peter Capaldi's. I, I watched the whole first season of Peter Capaldi. Um, and I even watched his last episode, which I actually really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. But like I was, there was a moment where I was just looking at it, where I was just like, I'd rather just rewatch the end of time. Yeah, yeah. I've been seeing some, some Fathom event in theaters this month. Yeah, that's why. That's where this thought came from. I Very saw that, interesting, and I was yeah. just like, "Shit, I want to watch the end of time again." That, yeah, that that show, that episodes were good. Uh, some good see, shit. I, see, I I can't disagree with you because I haven't gone back and watched it. Yeah. like since like and I haven't finished any stuff. Uh, and like it, it occurred uh, to me, a little, I don't miss it. Yeah, I, I I yeah, I know what you mean. I also binge watched a lot of it all at once. Yeah. Uh, so I think I, I was just <coughs> I had my moment in like. I'm sure I'll come back to it. Yeah, but, uh, I'll, but I'll I'll definitely yeah. be going back. Yeah. It's one of those things where There's also too much to watch. Also, you you Always. also step away from something and you you kind of get sucked out, and then you'll this happens with all things. All this happens, entertainment. This happens with Godzilla. Like I'm not always 100% in Godzilla, and then sometimes I'll just suddenly be like all about Godzilla yeah. for you know like a, a solid month. God, uh, Dragon Ball Z recently happened to me. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So like I, I'm sure Doctor That's Who will, will right hit now. its same. You know, recurrent yeah. trend where I'm like, oh no, I want to dive all the way back in. Let's go. Yeah. Like there'll be like a special guest appearance. You're like, holy shit, we have to watch that. David Bradley comes back, and I'll be like, yes, more David Bradley as I'm the first the old, Doctor. I'm the Doctor yeah. again. Um, all right, so Venom Two apparently might have a director. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Tom, uh, so Andy Circus. Oh, sorry, I was going to say something about the streaming yeah. stuff before we left it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it wouldn't surprise me if the way that Disney and Hulu are kind of going to be partnered, I know they're owned by the same company, so that makes it easier, or mostly going to be owned by the same company. It wouldn't surprise me if Universal, NBC Universal, uh, just teams with Netflix. Oh, yeah. Just becomes its own package deal. Where's that? That's that's the way they have Where's that Fast and Furious animated show going to? Netflix. 
Because uh, it, right. it makes it makes a lot of sense. Mm, okay. They got they got Jurassic Park too. All the other DreamWorks shows that are Universal owned are on Netflix. That's a good thought, um, except yeah. for Kung. Kung, Kung Fu Panda for some reason. I said Kung Pao. Kung Fu Panda for some reason. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I think that's. I think that's probably the future because I don't think Universal is strong enough to compete against the others on its own anyway. And now Netflix won't be either. So, but if together they they hold at least a, a spot. I had a, I had actually a similar thought talking to a friend of mine at work. Yeah, yeah. I think that's probably the future because you were saying like what happens with Netflix. It's probably that they probably team with Universal. Right. Um, all right, so Venom 2, uh, Andy Serkis, uh, is definitely in talks to direct. He, there, no contracts have been signed, mm-hmm. uh, according to him According to him specifically. God, uh, if Netflix becomes the exclusive streaming home of the Fast and Furious films, that would make a lot of sense. Yeah. Sorry, go on. Uh, Tom, uh, Tom, Tom, Tom. Hardy. Hardy. Uh, I went through all the Toms in my head. Uh, Tom Hardy uh, posted on Instagram a little prematurely. And uh, immediately deleted it. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, so Andy Serkis confirmed he is in talks with Sony, but no contracts have been signed. I didn't watch Mowgli. So uh, his director... We walked outside the premiere of it. We, we did walk outside the premiere of it. We didn't, see, we didn't say hi to Andy. We were too busy. No. Had to go see uh, had a, Avengers. Had important things to do. Had to go see Infinity War again. Had to go see Joe and Anthony Russo. Yes, that, that's true. Uh, we had an important meeting. Uh, <laughs> I forgot what I was talking about. We got, I got lost in the street. You didn't see Mowgli. Sorry. Th- yeah. So I don't know his directing chops, but I know like special effects are his jam. So the type of guy he is and like the movies he does, this gives me any kind of positivity for the sequel because I did not like Venom. It's one of the movies I, I tr- actually like. Yeah, I don't like that movie. The more I think about it, I can be negative on that. Uh, it gives me some positivity, but again, like I don't want to see Woody Harrelson as Cletus Cassidy. I don't want to see that. I don't want to really, see it either. I, I don't really want to see that. I don't. I don't want to go. There will be carnage. <laughs> this is this is like objectively, it's good news. Like Andy Serkis being the director is objectively good news. Yes. I don't want it to be true because I don't want to have a reason to go see that movie because I didn't like Venom and I don't need to see the sequel. Uh, yeah. For any reason. You don't want to not support Andy. Serkis. There's nothing. There's no reason I currently have to go see that movie. If you make Andy Serkis the director, I'm gonna feel like I have to, and I don't want to feel like what I have they, to. Okay. Will you see this movie if they put Noel? The Oblivion King in there <laughs> from the Venom run. No, because I know it's going to be, be pi- bad. I'd be really pissed. I would too, but I'm saying if you see a giant symbiote dragon, if it, it looks like a piece of trash flying in the Andy wind, circus. then it doesn't matter. <laughs> I know. I'm just thinking like, what could they do to possibly like make me hate this movie? But I have to see it. <laughs> like, man, that. Yeah, it's that. Yeah, yeah. No. Uh, nope. Nope. Right. Uh, I, better, I, stand, I stand by nope. I'd prefer Andy Serkis not be part of it. And uh, honestly, I want Tom Hardy to get as far away from it as possible because I'm starting to like him less just for being attached and being positive about it. Yeah. I kind of, honestly, like Tom Hardy and Channing Tatum occupy a similar, a similar space in my mind, mm. which is I barely ever think about them. See, uh, Tom Hardy, yes. Channing Tatum is my boy. <laughs> Channing Tatum is a, is, a, uh, is a gem. He's a funny man. Channing Tatum deserves more than he's gotten he in been the past Gambit. few years. Should have been Gambit 15 years ago. He's been trying so hard. I know. He was in a picture with the X-Men, you guys. They put him in a picture. Hey, do you remember uh, you and I got into a got into a thing to, uh, this week over we? on Twitter uh, with someone who was like, uh, Dark Phoenix should be on DVD by now. Oh, uh, I... Well, also, I think because they were in a different region. We I think so. As soon as, that, okay, uh, as soon as I realized what the, they were from the UK, I'm like, okay, maybe. Uh, this person was saying that Dark Phoenix should be on dvd by now and disney doesn't want to release it on dvd because they want to bury the movie and also things and like 
like when Endgame was coming out, like they deliberately like mismarketed Dark Phoenix because Endgame was coming out. Disney wanted to bury it. I'm like, no, the movie was bad. Nobody cared about it. That's and I was like, I, I I was actually positive on the movie. Yeah. But I promise you, like they didn't care about it. The people who made it like shit it out. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's not Marvel's fault. And, <laughs> so, and I, as they were just like, well, Avengers Endgame is already out on digital. On digital. Endgame is out on digital. And also. Endgame being out on digital just coming out is proof that Dark Phoenix wouldn't come out for weeks. Because it came out after, yeah. Right. And but so it was also a region thing. and then It, it was a region thing, thing but yeah. <coughs> it's just for anybody who cares. Uh, in America, uh, a DVD releases <coughs> on average 17 weeks after its theatrical debut. Uh, Endgame is coming out 16 weeks after its theatrical. Dark Phoenix is coming out 14 weeks, so early. And Godzilla is coming out 12. Yeah, like, four, like about four months, yeah. Yeah. So th- and that's that's the ge- that's the rule of thumb. So if you ever think your DVDs are coming out early, they are actually all coming out around the same time. Man, they sometimes it takes except year- Christmas movies. Christmas movies come out one year later. Yes. Yes. Jesus. I always think about that. Yes. Again, it's The Grinch. I waited The Grinch an entire year to get that movie on. Yeah. Goodness gracious. All right. Anyway, uh, some trailers. Lots of trailer babies. Trailer babies. Dark Phoenix is going to have a gorgeous steel book. I'm real it jealous. Is. Yeah. It, yeah. Have you seen that steel book? It's pretty. Saw it, yeah. Um, Gemini Man was actually a trailer from last week, but we missed it. We missed it. Um, I really like this trailer. I do too. I was kind of into What's this. What's up, Sparks? Uh, no, I, I don't like dislike it. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm no more sold on this than I was the first time out. I'm which def- I was. Yeah. I, nothing in this made me more sold. Yeah. I was just like, cool. I got way I, more. I'm already there. Will Smith uh, emoting. Uh, sure. Than I expected for what this movie, I thought what this movie was. Sure. And this is my my daily, I get to say, this looks so much like Metal Gear, I can't effing believe it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, like, there's so much emotion behind, like, this movie about, like, cloning military people. And I'm like, that's, it's right up my alley. Uh, Will Smith is doing his Will Smith thing, and yep. I, I'm here for Will Smith yep. all the time. I am also just, I, I was already really optimistic from the first one about Will Smith, so I'm like, uh, I'm happy. Will Smith's in a movie, so yeah. I don't care. Yeah. And uh, um, I want to give Ang Lee more movies. Like, he should direct more movies. That dude's he should. awesome. He should. That's great. Uh, I yeah. am happy that it looks like Mary Elizabeth Wynn says in this more than I yes, was nervous yes. she would be so yes. I'm glad that she and looks actually like be present Wong. and Benedict Wong um, I'm not vibing the the bad guy Clive Owen yeah. yeah he gives me the same vibe that he got in Valerian which is just like a generic bad guy right and he wasn't good in Valerian yeah I'm not vibing him same I think he's probably gonna be the weak leak and he like doesn't even speak in this trailer that's what so I'm like that's a bad sign that's what bums me out same. is that is that I'm just not I'm not with that uh, and and everything else I'm liking, and I'm like, man, I wish I there was a bad guy that I was like, hell yeah, because like, in, in comparison, we're gonna talk about it on our review special, but uh, Hobbs and Shaw, like Idris Elba, man, got me lit, super excited for that when the trailers were dropping. Not yeah. excited about this right now. Yeah, villain wise. Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. So, how do you guys feel about the writer being David Benioff? I have no <clears> problem <throat> with that. I have no opinion. I was just actually just curious. I don't problem because the, the dude has great ideas. I mean, like. I, I, he also wrote uh, uh, Troy, which I like, but also wrote X Men Origin. So like, not everyone. Has yeah. The guy who did Scary Movie did Chernobyl. So like, I I can't hate him. Uh, it, this is based off a book. This movie's been trying to be made it's, for it's for, for a, a long time. Years. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm yeah, I'm super excited about this. I I, I uh, are we gonna talk about the weird Fresh Prince opening to the oh, trailer? Yeah. What a that was really weird. So okay, that's I, not in theaters. I when I saw this trailer for the first time, I did not see that. 
So whatever the hell that's for like that's like an online only thing I think was just Will Smith talking of really good looking young Will Smith like Fresh Prince Will Smith yeah being filmed like it was filmed during Fresh Prince 1989 yeah yeah. saying like hey man you know just go to L A if I could say one message to the future it'd be this go see that Gemini Man trailer I'm in that movie 30 years from now and it's like wow what yeah I thought. To be fair, I thought we were watching an old Will Smith thing. I did. I did until a certain point. Until they said Gemini Man. And I'm like, this is real pandering. Well, I could even believe that because of how long the movie's been in development. He's like, if it had been like a clip where it's like, man, one day I'm going to be in Gemini Man. And I'm like, I could could buy it. But it's like so distinct to like go see that trailer online. It feels like it Which was like is a, not a term you like would use in that time period. It was like we spent all this money on this proof of concept. We have to put it in a trailer. Somewhere. Sure, sure. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, that was really strange. Um, yeah, I'm sold on this movie. I'm, yeah, I can't wait. I am. I am sold. I just a uh, little disappointed with Clive Owen. Same. Sure. Uh, the Hunt. This is Blumhouse's new film. This is where a bunch of rich people hunt a bunch of not rich people. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like oh, what what can we do after the purge? This is like uh, the serious ready or not. Yeah, pretty much. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm way excited for Ready or Not. Yeah, me too. Same. Uh, yeah, this looks this looks cool. Good for it's Justin. Got a great cast. Good I'll for Justin Hartley. Yeah, Justin Hartley's in uh, this. I'm glad. I'm glad for him. The the guy Emma Roberts. The guy. Mm-hmm. What's the guy's name mm-hmm. from <clears throat> Seth Rogen's friend from? Oh boy, I forgot the guy's name. I already forgot half the people except Emma Roberts. It's been in a lot of movies. I know who you're that. talking about, but I can't place his yeah. name. Uh, I, this trailer. Uh, <clears throat> uh, is Josh Gad in this one? Or is that no? That's trailer? the Little Monsters. Okay, I'm already forgetting. The the hunt. I hope that it's not as shallow as the trailer. Like, it looks cool, yeah. but I hope there's more to it than what I'm already seeing. Here's the thing. The first movie is going to be bad, and then it's going to make a bunch of sequels and have a great TV show. No, <laughs> like I don't Purge. need a Purge franchise it's out of this. No, I know. <laughs> uh, it's it, it, the, the, the concept, honestly, the concept would almost work better if it just was in the Purge world. Yeah. Like, it was just like, yeah, we like to just, we're so rich, we just want to Purge all the time. Yeah, we can afford it. And we can afford to do it, so here it is. And what you if already that is live the, in the purge world. and we don't even know it yet? Okay, so like, yes, that's what I'm saying. If that was yeah, something maybe. like that, I'd be like, hell yeah, I'm into this movie. But at the surface level right now, I'm like, it's cool, I'll certainly watch it. It's not something I feel like I gotta see right shallow, away. Yeah. Um, it doesn't feel very, like a lot of meat to it. Sure. Yeah, I agree. Um, <clears> then <throat> let's go to Little Monsters. Oh boy! I, I heard about this movie a while ago. I heard about it when they were casting, when they I were filming it. I never heard about this yeah, movie. Yeah, I'm very excited. I saw a poster, somewhere. and like I, I even asked you about it, Sparks, like a week, only a week ago. Yeah. And I was like, I f- didn't know this was a thing, and then the trailer came out. Uh, I heard about it. I only heard about it so specifically because I was hearing about casting notices uh, that were happening for a lot of kids. Uh, and they were casting. They were casting notices. They're saying uh, Lupita Nyong'o and Josh Gad in a new zombie film. A zombie comedy. And I was like, okay. Neat, and then this is it. So. so this is a world where monsters exist because they they're talking about zombies and they're like, oh, they're fast zombies or slow zombies. So this is something that everyone's used to. Uh, right. And Lupita Nyong'o is like a teacher or something, and she's taking these kids on a trip, and then a zombie outbreak happens. Well, it looks like Lupita Nyong'o doesn't know, like she like she tells the kids, "Zone zombies don't exist." Well, I think that's just to like to for their imagination to help her. Well, no. So what I wonder is maybe the military knows that zombies exist oh. and have been dealing with this, and it's like they're trying to cover it up. Yes. Okay, that makes sense too. I I think I think that they do know zombies exist, but like we're at the tail end, and they're trying to finish it, and then a zombie outbreak happened in an area it's not supposed to. But I think she does know. Okay. I think she's trying to raise kids in a world that doesn't have zombies because they were almost out of that. This is like the first generation. Mm. Yeah, yeah, like the first generation post-zombiedom. And uh, and yet an outbreak happens. And it's like, oh, crap. 
there's a, there's a scene where Josh Gad because I don't feel like Josh Gad or the other adults are unfamiliar. Yeah, with zombies. As Josh Gad uh, bites a little zombie child and says, "How do you like it?" And then he's like, "Oh my god, what have I done? <laughs> yeah. What have I become?" Uh, uh, that made me laugh. That was good. Yeah, I thought there's a lot of really good stuff. Uh, reminded me a lot of um, Anniversary of the Apocalypse. Yes, I just uh, got into a jam fight. It's all <laughs> covered in blood. Yeah, this looks uh, a lot of fun. I still haven't seen Anna in the Apocalypse, but sure. What I really like about it. what I really like about Anna in the Apocalypse and this, uh, you know, it's it's we're now so far into the zombie genre that we can do some crazy shit with it. We can diverge, yeah. And I'm really excited that this is just continuing that trend. Same. Yeah. Yeah. It looks really good. So I'm I'm stoked for this. Um, the Lighthouse. Yes. This is I'm not entirely sure what this movie's about, but this I love is Robert it. Pattinson, Willem Dafoe's film from A24. Uh, Robert Eggers, Robert Eggers, who directed The Vivitch or The Witch, yes, however you want to call it. They didn't care unless they just they said they witch. call it the, the Witch. witch. The, yeah. the what? The Vitch. The Vitch. Yes, I, uh, I prefer the Vitch. I also prefer the Vitch. Uh, yeah, this, this is a black and white uh, uh, psychological horror story, maybe Lovecraftian, it like looks, with fish people. It looks super old Ingmar Bergman style film. Mm-hmm. Uh, Using old style special effects, uh, it looks really cheap, but like in the best way. <clears throat> yeah, they're it, trying to go it for is that. It's a deliberate style choice. Yes, uh, and that honestly is what sells me the most. It's, on this it's film. about the acting. That's yeah. like they're focusing did, on the people. You never saw the Vitch, did no. you? Okay, oh, boy. Um, this uh, the one thing I absolutely can tell you you would appreciate about it is that um, the, the director clearly knows what he's doing with the camera. He knows what he wants to show you. He knows what the kind of story he wants to tell you. Um, this is not dissimilar from how Ari Aster knows exactly say, what he wants to do. Yep. Uh, they both work at A24, so that's not surprising. Makes sense. Um, so he, this absolutely, like, he's got a vision, and you know it. Uh, that was clear with the witch. It's clear here. So you're gonna you're gonna get that vision. You're gonna get a very specific like I want to show it to you this way, and I'm yep. very excited about that. Same with the, the, uh, but, yeah, the trailer. But there are some powerhouse actors in this, so that's awesome. We, we don't know if the threat <clears throat> is supernatural or psychological, psychological uh, and that's a really good place to be. Yeah, but I again I love it. And like he pulls out like a little like what's like like little mermaid uh, uh, charm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's scenes where he has like octopus wrapped around his neck. Yes. So yes. like I am getting like very like uh, Lovecraft vibes. Lovecraft like Dagon sure. people who worship and like become fish people like yeah. that kind of stuff and like the end of the trailer is like how long have you been here five weeks two days like the psychological horror is gonna be there and I'm like and it being black and white like I'm so glad movies like this get to get made like A24 yes. is really like maybe my favorite studio <laughs> it, be, they really are this is gonna be really this is gonna sound really strange but the style of the film actually reminds me a lot of Young Frankenstein no yeah, that, yeah. I don't think that sounds strange at all no yeah okay good because intentionally making it old yeah yeah it, it is a specific style of old filmmaking. I mean, I, you look at the lightning; it looks like it's stop motion. Uh, you look at all the effects; it looks practically done. Mm-hmm. Like it, it is, it, it it looks like a film that it's was all made. like natural lighting. Yeah, it looks like a film that was made in the fifties or yeah. something. I'm very happy about it. Yeah, I, I I'm super excited. Uh, much like uh, I mean, marketing gets you in its own ways. But like when the the witch was coming out, one of the quotes, the pull quotes for the trailer was saying, uh, not the one that said like scariest movie you'll ever see because that wasn't true, but um, the one that said. Uh, the most atmospheric horror experience I've ever had. There's one quote in this trailer that says sledgehammer performances by Defoe and Pattinson. And I'm like sledgehammer performances. I am there. That's a, that's, there's some intensity there, baby. So, what a choice of words. Hell yeah. yeah. I'm all about these two actors just going nuts. Hell yeah. Go nuts. On Batman and Green Goblin. I love it. Batman and uh, Volko. Oh, you're right. Volko. Yeah. Same universe. Much better. Um, the Irishman. 
Oh, the trailer. Yeah, man. <laughs> Martin Scorsese says he's making another gangster movie. This I'm into ne- it. This is Netflix's film. Um, Their most expensive movie, maybe. Netflix's uh, Scorsese gangster movie that Scorsese only did with Netflix that they promised to put it in theaters. Yeah. And they're like, yo, give me all the money so I can hire back Joe Pesci, who retired from acting. Uh-huh. <laughs> Joe Pesci, De, De Niro, um, Pacino. Yep. Hey, guys, do you like Goodfellas? Yes. Well, I do like Goodfellas. Check, check this out. That's kind of Lo- what it Ray felt Liotta like. Is in this? Did I see Ray Liotta? I think Ray Liotta's okay. in this. I wouldn't, Bob, be, Bob, I wouldn't be surprised. He's a gangster, it's in the gangster movie. He's going to course he is. Well, yeah. so what's <clears> interesting <throat> about this is that Martin Scorsese basically said, you know what? I'm not going to hire Leo to be a, a gangster. I'm going to hire De Niro. Mm-hmm. And make him look like he's young, yeah, so that he could be a gangster again. I like that. I I think it's it's really cool that you know we always use this for like you know uh, uh, like Marvel movies or like big like Star Wars. Like it's not often you just see like this is a movie about regular people that yeah. that gets to use that this uses really that expensive kind of technology. Budget, yeah. And instead of again hiring Leonardo DiCaprio to play a young Robert De Niro, you just have Robert De Niro be de-aged. Uh, I think that's super fun, and like Jimmy Hoffa is such an interesting story about this guy who like wanted to help out people and, and turned organized crime, and then he literally went missing, and no one's ever found him. That is such a fascinating story to me, and I, I as a teenager, I was fascinated with gangsters. I love all that shit. Uh, so I'm really excited that Martin who Scorsese. Who does gangster movies better than <laughs> Scorsese? Nope, nobody. I can think. I, of I, one. Give me, I, I have to think about it more, but nobody. Yeah, I can't hell yeah, baby. Yeah. Uh, Scorsese is a director who may not always. Always throw out uh, solid films, but he is always a man at the top of his game. Mm-hmm. I will defend Shutter Island. I've not seen Shutter Island, so I'm I not referring to Shutter Island. Actually, you don't need to defend it to me. I enjoyed it. Yes. Um, I was. Uh, I wasn't crazy about Wolf of Wall Street. Okay, that's, my, my that's fair. Yeah. Um, but he is. He is a great director, and this is a great a, actors director. A great actors director. Oh this, yeah. Especially, uh, this is a film directly in his wheelhouse. And uh, he is using technology that he has never used before. Uh, and I was saying, actually, with Will Smith you know, also, uh, this technology is looking really good. Yeah. Uh, I still think it looks a little strange when they're talking. They still, it's... That first pan around shot uh, when it finished and we saw De Niro, he looked a little like a video game character. His eyes were a little fake, yeah. Uh, the second shot when he's hanging up the phone, he looked better. But that first shot, yeah. I was like, that looks like a video game. Do we game. have a release date? Is it no, later this year? Because it's Netflix, they won't tell mm. us. Okay, I wouldn't. Does, doesn't that usually mean? They said fall. Okay, said fall. so uh, maybe like, uh, the special effects aren't quite I, done. I bet there's a theatrical release because you got to tell the theaters when they're getting it. Yeah. Uh, but I, I could look it up if you want. Yeah. Um, I'm just wondering. Uh, they're probably not done yet. Special it's effects. probably not. But I don't think that this technology has ever gotten bad enough that it's taking me out of a movie. Yeah. Same. No. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm still on board. Yeah. If it even looks as good as Michael Douglas would did in Ant Man, I'm in. That was, that was good. That looks good. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm excited for this. As long as it looks uh, as good as now instead of, like, it, it looks like 2009 tr- uh, Tron Legacy. Yeah. It's going back <laughs> to that, man. That's that was rub- pretty good at the no, time. No, at the time, absolutely. But 10 years later, man, that is rubber. <laughs> yeah. When rubber meets the road. Uh, all right. Shall we move on? Ooh. That's to, it? Uh, September 27, 2019. Dang. Oh, that's next month. Wow. Release date. Uh, it says for the film festival, so it shouldn't be too long after that because they did say fall. Yeah, that's true. Um, so it should be hitting theaters not too long after that. Okay. All right. Shall we get into our bread and butter? Ooh, is nope, it? We're already there. Shall we get into the, our main topic? The 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 boys' bread and butter. The bread the boys' topic. The boys are back in town. The, the boys. boys are back in town. Yes. All right, then let's get into it. We have the boys. And the we, boys. We are uh, talking about. We all watched the first three episodes of the Amazon Prime series. Yes. Uh, not for lack of wanting to watch more, but there was other stuff going on this week, so we didn't get to more. Yeah. Um, 
because it's only seven episodes, so easily seven. Can, can get through it again. I'm actually glad we're all in the same episode because we. That, that's I really am as well. It's really I, I am well. I am as well. I'm yeah. glad that worked out. Uh, and we're talking about the very first volume yes. of the comic series as well. Now I wanted to be clear: it's the first six issues, right? Yes. Yes. Okay, good. Yeah. Correct. Because now the only thing that's available is that omnibus, and it's like 18 issues, and I'm like, I can't get through 18 no, issues. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, uh, the the first volume, six issues yeah. of The Boys and the television show. Uh, just to get into it, I thought it was surprising. I was surprised at how, to, how different the book and the show was. Yeah, it's different while still keeping the core tenets, which yeah. is, again, everything I could possibly ask uh, for with yeah, a comic adaptation. Exactly. I was telling Ryan that this is, like, this is exactly a good example of what we were talking about in our adaptation discussion, uh, where it's it's keeping the spirit, but it's taking it in its own direction. Deadly Class Swamp and, and thing. making its own thing. Uh, Deadly Class was far more faithful to the it, book. It was, but the 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 sister character is a brand new aspect which for, changed the show a absolutely, lot. Absolutely, it did. It did. But like it was it was definitely like going for like some beat for beat yes, stuff. Yes, it was. Whereas I am this, the this is very much like take all these characters, take all the concepts, take all the intent and the theme of the show and repurpose it entirely or or the, of the comic and repurpose yeah. it entirely for the show yeah. uh cuz like having now absorbed both like I'll say right off the bat I find the uh, the obviously I watched the show first and I think that probably does I matter I watched the show first yeah um I found Robin's death far more brutal and impactful for me uh, in the show than I did in the comic. Yeah. Though I still think the comic think was all, really good. I think it is also more intentional too cuz you they oh, want, they want to make that more personal. But the way like uh in kind of a comparison to Deadly Class and this isn't a knock on anything. Uh but just in kind of a comparison to Deadly Class, Deadly Class recreates a lot of like specific moments from the comics. When we were watching the show, I was ready to read the comic and see the exact same thing of like the the blood and everything. Uh, that's what I thought I was getting into. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not upset that that wasn't the case. I I much enjoyed the the fact that it is different interpretations, but it's just a note about like the way that they went in a different direction and how well I think it works. I think the show creates such an effect with that um, that uh, the comic came out far, uh, 2006. 2006, like a that's long when time when I read ago. it. The show I was 14. <laughs> the show demands a different kind of attention at this point. Just with well, the comic book making market, poli- you have it has to grab you in a certain way. The politics of the world are different now, and the for com- sure, and the comic references a little bit of where of where the <clears throat> the country was in 2006. The show can't do the same; it needs to update. Yes. Um, just going back to uh, what you were saying about about Robin's death in the show. Uh, in the comic, sorry, I should say, in the comic, it almost feels like it's meant to be a little comedic. How Robin dies, I know it's not. I know we get to we, when we get into it uh, like an, as a whole, it's supposed to be traumatic, but it's just kind of like panel, panel slam, like the way it's framed. It does. I didn't read it as comedic. It does. It does. It does read to me as, as supposed to be a, a little like holy shit, ha ha ha. I don't think it's um, ha 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 at all. I, I think I, it's what I will say, uh, the tone that I think you're getting, I don't ne- think it's necessarily comedic, but what I do think that the show captures, uh, sorry, what the comic captures about that the show did differently is that the comic makes it feel far more everyday. Yes. Okay. It makes it feel far more casual. I wish that the show did more because in the comic, they say there's over 200,000 200, superheroes. This happens all the time. The show makes it feel more tragic yes like See, a personal tragedy just, just finish my thought sure yeah uh i thought the show handles the death of robin much better mm-hmm. than it did in the comic and the comic it doesn't i don't it, it the the ha 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 is a little harsh for me to say it, it there is a specific moment when you see something uh, it's hard for me to explain this 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 emotion without actually experiencing the emotion <laughs> it is a specific emotion that when you see something horrific no um Badass isn't the word either. 
it's something it's definitely sh- not badass it's shocking it's something sh- uh, it's a reaction that's shocking but badass is close the, to the, the feeling but I, this but, but shock but, but i'm but i don't mean to say it in a good no, way yeah. in a good way like if you're watching if you're watching the hunt let's say you haven't seen it, the hunt yet but let's say you're watching the hunt and this in the and and someone blows off someone's head and it oh here it is ready or not mm-hmm. and ready or not when one of the servants get uh, dies mm-hmm. when one of the ser- servants gets her head blown off yes that feeling is what i feel like the comic was trying to gotcha. portray okay but I, the show portrayed it as a as a tragic moment yes and i i feel like the show worked better than the comic i definitely did. think uh because it is live action and everything uh it it, it is more emotionally impactful because uh, it kind of does, uh, uh, you get to, even though it's you don't know her very well, you know Robin more in the show than you do in the comic. Sure, yeah. but again, it's only like five minutes, which uh, is enough for us to make an con- emotional connection. I think I think also part of it is that um, the comic is playing to an audience that reads comics. Yes, and they're trying to give you this idea of like in this world, this is how these things go, and it's always like this. This is what happens. Whereas the show is trying to play to the audience that watches comic book shows and comic book films, and <clears throat> they need a more uh, dramatic take to bring them into the show to make them uh, emotionally attached to it, and they they also have to play it in a different way where it's like, oh no, this this is how it goes. Even uh, it has to, in a sense, be a little more brutal. That's both a part of like the time period that we're in, but it's also a different audience of consumption. Yeah. Also the uh, <coughs> which is I, which is understandable, uh, but the the comic is still way more graphic than than the show. Uh, Billy Butcher is far more diabolical, as he likes to say. Uh, in the comic, then he's still a bad guy in the show, but like at this, they still they do tone it down a little bit uh, for the show, a little bit, uh, just a little bit. I won't. I get. Uh, we also like dude, the finished. way A Train kills Robin in the comic. He doesn't get. He it's like he wasn't hopped up on drugs, so he, there was an excuse. He doesn't care at all. He's like, do you guys no, have for sure. to deal with this? I, I was just gonna say, I don't know if the word graphic is is the. I, I think there's a brutality in the comic that is far more present, brutality. Sure, uh, yeah. in characters go. and motivations and things. Yes. I do think that like visually, we are seeing some some more graphic oh, visually, stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's why I was. But going like for all it. of the seven, uh, are heightened. I think in the comic where they're toned down in. Because like, the, yes. like the thing with Starlight, that only happens with one character instead of three. Yeah. Uh huh. So I like, like, I, like, I actually, uh, I prefer, um, hi, uh, I, w- I want to say Hyperion, Homelander. Homelander. Uh, I prefer hi- uh, Homelander in the show than I do in the comic. Yeah. I like his portrayal a lot more in the show. I th- they are two different versions, but uh, uh, that are really great. Uh, I really love the Homelander show, but I, I personally like the like. Oh, you think Superman's the best of them? No, he is actually the absolute worst. Sure, but, and they're due to, they're two versions get, of the same coin. We do get that in the show, but what I like about the show is that he is not quite prepared to admit to himself that he's, he's yes. bad. Uh, he's just kind of like, you know, it's, it, I'm just doing everything. For, he's a little, un, he's just slightly unhinged yes. instead of completely unhinged. Yes. And I, I prefer the slightly unhinged. Oh yeah, uh, again, and like uh, both both versions are great versions, I think. I think yeah. You can't go wrong with either, yeah. For sure. Uh, yeah, I, I like the interpretation in the show, for sure. Um, again, like, I think all the characterization is pretty on point for all the characters. I, I'd, I'd agree. I, it's hard because there's definitely like characters we become more familiar with on the show that we haven't in the six issues of the comic. Yeah. So it's hard to make those comparisons. If we were to watch one more episode, then we'd have the full team. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think the it works, but I think the most divergent away from like who he is in the comic and then who he is on the show uh, is probably Frenchie. Frenchie, yeah. 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 Uh, Frenchie's a psychopath in the comic. Man. I think they 100% are different and they both work. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. Uh, you know what? 
I think I like the aesthetic of the world in the show better than I do in the comic. That's fair. Yeah. The 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 comic is very like heightened comic book. You know, this is this is the Justice League at the time. If it were if they were evil, then they got the satellites and they got the thing. The first panel of the comic is them flying by, and Billy's like, "I'm gonna get you, you c-words." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but in the in the show, I'm I'm very much interested in Vought and that tower and the, how the mm-hmm. seven are portrayed. Um, it, with all the politics and all that sort of thing, I, 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 how the show is handling the story, I'm more invested in than I was in the comics. It's also moving at a different pace than the comics because all sure. the stuff that we're getting in the show is stuff that like kind of happens in the comics too. Yeah. We're uh, not there yet. It's it's also that we're the show brought you in at a different angle. Yes, um, you are brought in at the angle of Vought as the studio, as the corporation, and that's where you start. And then you go to Huey on the personal story, and then you meet the boys. And the comic did it in reverse. Yeah, you meet the boys, then you meet Huey, then you meet. Uh, you see the Vought and the studio and the corporation. They did it in a reverse. Mm-hmm. But Huey's always middleman. Huey's always audience perspective middleman. Yeah. And it's super funny because the comic, uh, it's based off Simon Pegg because like, uh, the artist was like, hey, if we ever... Or, Man, it's so clear too. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, hey, if we ever make a show, we would love Simon Pegg. And then they make the show now. And it's, like, and it's literally minutes before Simon Pegg appears on screen. I was like, Man, Simon Pegg, yeah, yeah. if this was made earlier, well, it's he a was, shame. He was attached to the movie. When they were trying to make this oh, movie really? years ago, years he was ago, attached. yeah, yeah. Uh, but I was like, man, shame Simon Pegg can't be here. Sits down on the couch. Hey, your son. I'm like, what the shit? It's just, yeah. it's a nice little nod. It's really it really cool. is. His American accent th- throws me off. It's bad. It's not. It's very Doctor He's, Strange. He almost slips out of it a couple of yeah. times. There's one line, yeah, where yeah. it's like, oh, ooh, boy. <laughs> Which is making British. He could have had a British dad. Yeah, it doesn't really. Yeah, it doesn't his matter. mom was American. He moved yeah. to America when he was a kid. Yeah, he uh, was an actor. He can stretch himself. I think Let him stretch himself. Uh, so the comic introduces Starlight later than yeah. the than the show, which I think uh, yeah, for sure the, sh- the show it, it's it it's super great to have her start from the beginning because you get really attached to she's, her. She's she's arguably your other audience perspective I for the, the show, pr- the I superhero the around her, and that's why we love you. Yes. Uh, also, I just want to say her new outfit in episode three is terrible. I get that's the point, but holy crap, that's exactly the point. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Holy crap! It sells more costumes. I, I kind of wish uh, it, they did the moment. From the comic, I, I like the way that the show presents it, but the the fact that in the comic Highlander comes up and just draws where See, that's what I, that's what happen, I mean. Like I really like like yeah. there's some like they can't make the show completely like the comic because no it's, no no it's, it would be overwhelming in live action form. Uh, but yeah, having that thing where Homelander like gets a sharpie and like this it, is what we're translated gonna... translated in the show. What I would have wanted it to be is the deep. Oh man, because it has to be the person. Who most affronted her, and he, it, you know, like in the show, you translate as that as after the moment where she said, "I've heard about you. You're the lowest of the totem pole. Yeah, so yeah, don't yeah. mess with me." And then after that, he's like, "I came to them with this idea. So what I'm thinking is this." And then he draws on her. It's another shot back that she can't retaliate in yeah. the room for. Uh, I kind of wish that kind of moment was there because I think that that would add to the greasiness of the deep, but also just the aggressiveness of the where she's at. That everybody in the room who's writing her checks is like, "Nope, yep, we agree." Yeah, yeah. I. uh Elizabeth Shue is a uh, Stillwater, who uh, yeah. has a different name from the comic, but it's the same character. Uh, we ha- she and Billy haven't met in the TV show, right? Not yet. No, not yet. Okay, so I'm curious if they're gonna go with that angle still of them being weird lovers <laughs> that hate each other but love each other because that's that's super weird. The, in the CIA comic. director in the comic that we meet is the owner of Vought. Uh, in the show, the still uh, we're talking about in, in the show uh, Elizabeth Shue. Which one's Elizabeth Shue? She's the blonde woman. She's, she's, the, she's, she's, the, she's the head the, of Vought. She's yeah. the head of Vought. Yeah, yeah, that's the head of Vought. Yeah. That she's the CIA director in the comic? Oh, I thought that was supposed to be the same character. No. No, no I don't oh. think so. No, 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 because she's the head She's the head of Vought yeah. uh, on the show. I thought they, like, repurposed. No, oh, no, okay. I don't then think so. Never mind, never mind. 
Yeah. Skip that. They're they're totally different interpretations. Okay. I think I think the character that Elizabeth Shue is playing is a man uh in the brief in a brief clip we see in the comic yeah. of like one dude who's representing Vought. Yeah. I think that that's him and they're the same person. Gotcha. I I like uh how in the comic that it's not a CIA directive, it's just them deciding to do this. Um that's more of just a storytelling choice that I prefer in my in my stories. Yeah, uh, it works in a comic, but I think in the show it works a lot better as the, they're all coming together and deciding like, yeah, we're gonna screw these guys up. Yeah, we all have to work together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the translucent is a new element in here that I liked a lot. That I really liked a lot. Yeah. What an asshole! Like this is like that's the type of like that dude is the most ir- irreprehensible. Like he's always around naked, just like watching people do things. Like he's so gross. And he has to be naked or and, else he can't. Yeah, that's be, that's a really fun touch. Yeah. I like tra- I like translucent a lot. I thought that was fun. Do you know what the show the show feels a lot like a show that is catering to an audience that they know has seen or at least is aware of Watchmen yeah. that the comic oh, audience yeah. was not going for. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah, I agree. This is like a much like aesthetically it's going it's going for that. It's like we know you've seen Watchmen. You've seen you know bad bad superheroes, bad superheroes yeah. or or complicated or or Never greasy like this, or baby. dirty. Oh yeah. This is this is that notched up. So a couple of things I like in the show uh, a lot is that uh, I like how they interpret Popclaw. Popclaw's great. Um, I, l- I I think it's interesting how they interpret it, how they repurpose comp- uh, Compound V mm-hmm. uh, as a as a just a uh, like a steroid drug, cocaine for the superheroes. Yeah. For the superheroes. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting. Um, in the comic, I was I was kind of happy to see that there were like the equivalent of Young Justice and Teen Titans. Dude, that's what I'm saying. Like. So yeah, this comic, the comic lasts 72 issues and there's multiple mini series and stuff. But like again, 200,000 superheroes. Like there are so many teams and so many things that like got that orgy that the the equivalent of Teen Titans were doing was insane. Yeah. There's an entire event called Herogasm and it is a is it a yearly event where all the superheroes get together and they have this giant party where they go buck wild. Where it's an or, an orgy. It's a literal 100-person orgy. Yeah, yeah. And uh they've said that they the the Eric Kripke who's one of the showrunners uh, for the show, he said, oh, yeah, season three. Hero <laughs> Gasm. I mean, it's already renewed for season two, thank God. Yeah, yeah. Everything else that I love is canceled, so something luckily survives. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think if Amazon they, looked at the cancellations like, I'm just going to renew this. Yeah. If they if they make it to season three, yeah. uh, we're getting Hero Gasm, yeah. apparently. So. Yeah. Uh, man, let me tell you, Carl Urban is so effing good. Everyone is in this show is great, but like Carl Urban never really gets to be unhinged. And, like, it's really cool to see him just, like, swear it up. Just, like, be yeah. this this ass. But, like, this lovable ass. Uh, uh, he's so good. Like, it's so nice for I him to really have, like, a leading. role. Like Carl Urban in yeah. the show. Yeah, uh, it's so nice for him to have a leading role in something. For sure. And, like, that's successful. And one of the things I really like is is I think he I think he and Billy Butcher in the comic are, are, are so close that when I was reading the comic, I heard it in I I did, too. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I, I, I really like that. Yeah. I and that uh, uh, Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan's son. Uh, Jackson, Jack, Jack, Jackson, Jack Quaid, Jack Quaid, who at times looks like both his parents, depending on the angle. <laughs> uh, uh, he's really good too. Yeah. Uh, and the the scene, like the scene that I was really most looking forward to, is like the lawyer scene, uh-huh. where like in the comic, it's just a bunch of bubbles, like oh, we're so sorry for your loss, blah 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 blah. You guys weren't married, like all this stuff, and like the lawyer thing in the in the show translated very well. Yeah. Uh, just like the sleazy lawyer who obviously doesn't care, but like you need to get this thing signed on. I really like how they handle his anxiety about a train. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that's really well framed. Yes. Yeah. Um, when he walks in, uh, when they're in the seven room, and he walks in and he's covered in blood. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yes. So good. good. I like that a lot. Yeah. 
A train. Uh, oh man, can't stop the A train, baby. I yeah, I like that A train is um. Oh, and when he's in the the convenience store and A train's on all e- of the products. Oh yes. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I like how they're. I like how they do A train in the show a lot. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm really into that. Portrayal. I can't. I can't draw much of a comparison because I feel like we've spent very little time with most of the seven. To See, be that's honest. The, the seven are the, the comics. Are the big bads of the yeah, comics, yeah, yeah. so you can't fight them immediately. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, which is, which is again, what I'm wondering, like, the trajectory of the show. Because, like, we got one character, uh, we got Popclaw from the Teenage Kicks, right? Yeah. Uh, is, he's saying going to season three, so clearly they want to show... someone with, an, with her ass. Oh, man, what a scene. And her thighs. What a scene. So, like... Let's I'm, be fair. I'm wondering, right. like, how... Some quivering thighs there. That's what happened. <laughs> well, she, she was on Compound V when she was getting... She yeah, was. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's when she lost control. Compound V. Yep. Gina. Sorry. <laughs> Couldn't do it. Um... Something about the trajectory. I forgot where I was going. It's okay. Oh, sorry. Uh, the trajectory of the show because it's got all the issues. They want to go to Herogasm, Teen Kicks. Yeah. So like, I'm just curious, like, how much of the show of the comic they're gonna follow? Because like, there's things that they've introduced that they've not introduced in the comic, and vice versa. Uh, they talk about the legend. I think they talk about the legend in the comic, who is like the guy who writes all the comic books that that is that these heroes are based on, and he writes the fake history that everyone believes about these superheroes. Mm, we that, haven't heard that. No, yet. we haven't gotten okay. that. But we have heard. We have heard. Billy that Butcher mentions the legend like once. Billy in the Butcher comic. says that the that the compound the compound V is how they all get their powers. Yes. Uh, in the comic, is that how they all get their powers and all the stuff that we know about them, like atomic bombs, one that that's all bullshit. Yes, and he does say that. Yeah. So that's what that's the only mention we get so far. Okay. We've gotten so far in the comics. Um, in in the show, Compound V is just a drug. Yes. Uh, in the show, we're also getting a little bit of a hint that that uh, Homelander and Billy Butcher have had history, but nothing overt yet. To, to, to be that's fair, we too. don't know that Compound V is just a drug. We just know that it's being used like that. That's true. We don't know that's all it is. Yeah. So we'll and, see. And Billy Butcher doesn't know what Compound V is in the show yet. Uh, there is a mention of somebody uh, a soup killed Butcher's wife in the comic. So yes. there is there is a parallel between. No, uh, so, it's in in the comic. A soup, a super raped Ra- sorry, his wife. That's what it is. And yes. she gave birth to a superpowered baby. Yes, and that and couldn't handle killed, it. Killed her. Yes. Um. And and he also had to kill the baby. Yes. Yeah. That's uh real sad. Yes. Yeah, that's that was rough. I don't know if that will get that same backstory in the show. I, no. I, 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 if they're doing herogasm, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> you might I, well. I, everything's. It's not even just because it's so. Brutal. I yeah. just think it, it might be reinterpreted. And now yeah. there are things I didn't read the article because I didn't want to be spoiled. But there are apparently things that that they have Amazon has asked them to take out because they're too. It's I did too see much. that. Yeah, uh, sure. I don't know what those are because I didn't read the article. But I, I, so I wonder, like, how much of. I, so I, I wonder how far Amazon is willing to let the boys go. Because that comic is unhinged. It yeah. goes as far as it can. And by the way, it was a DC comic when it first came out. Mm, Wildstorm. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. The yeah, yeah. the comic, uh, in some ways, at some points, feels a little too immature for me. I just just a way. few times. Uh, an example. Fair. An example would be like the the aggressive having terror his dog. Uh, molesting and raping the other dog. Yeah. I was like, all right. I mean, like I know what this comic is, but. Damn. There are time there are times with the comics. This is a lot. I think that's because you really love dogs. <laughs> no, no, I mean like no, that's I'm, just a strong yeah. example of like this is a representation of an immature tone that is is seeded throughout the comic yeah. that like sometimes really works for me and sometimes it doesn't. That's fair. That, and that was one where it just doesn't. The sure. comic often uh, not often, I guess we only about the six issues. But there are times where the comic just kind of feels like Garth Evans Garth Ed- Mark Wade. Garth Ennis. Mm-hmm. Uh the the is ooh, what's the term? Uh 
immature is a good way to put it. But no, that's a, that a, is very much like the the, the late nineties. He did Preacher. Yeah. If you guys have read Preacher, oh yeah, yeah, it reads. The no, same yeah, way. yeah. I've read, I've read Preacher yeah. too, it, and it, it's it's that's his style. It is it is immature at times, absolutely for sure. But I mean, like, uh, there's the there's there's just long long stints of it where I feel like this I don't need. This yeah. I don't need. In, yeah. in Preacher, I feel like there's a balance to it that works. Uh, that balance isn't as present for me in the boys. That's fair from what I read so far. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, and and it's, uh, it's it only a, gets more graphic and more crazy. It is, it yeah. It's not a it's not a it's not a graphics thing. It's a uh, it's it's a balance of of tone and how and how you balance that with your characters. Um, Preacher does this really well, I think. Mm-hmm. Preacher has the these sincere emotional beats with the characters that balance out the like immaturity that I would say is represented uh, sometimes in characters that deserve it, and sometimes just in in like weird quirky violence or things like that. Um, the boys just in these six issues has these moments where I feel um, that it, it's just like, oh, this is a turn I don't need. Maybe with a character even necessarily that I didn't want to see this e- emotional beat with because e- having having just a balance of these characters who aren't as deep in the filth helps. It just kind of felt like sometimes like it would get to the point where it's just for shock value. Sure. Where it's just mm-hmm. like, uh, I can do this, so I'm going to. And I'm going to do it because it's going to shock you. Yeah. And I kind of, I, 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 there's a lot, there's not a lot of that, but I kind of wish what little of it wasn't present. Yeah. And you guys are hundred percent right. Uh, it, this came out in 2006 when it was, we weren't as politically correct in a lot of ways. For sure. Uh, so like, uh, I can't, I can't argue with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it, it doesn't make it so I don't like the book. It's just like, if I had a knock against it, it would be that. Like I there otherwise I enjoy the comic a lot. Um I just feel like there are moments where oh that's more than I need. And I didn't feel this as much when I read Preacher. There's mm-hmm. there's there's a maturity to the show that allows me to want to keep going with it. There but because of the immaturity in the comic, I don't know if I will revisit it. Uh it and again, it only gets worse in in every way for many like it if you like that dog stuff like it doesn't get any better. So like it, mm-hmm. it, it this is a it is meant to offend, like, and, and all that stuff. And, and, again, this is not me attacking you guys. Like, your guys, like, to feel the way. Like, for me, I, Garth Ennis is, is a... Is, he's the only person who really writes comics like this. We don't get a lot of comics like this because uh-huh. not everyone is good at it. Sure. Uh, and at times it is it is too much for... Even me, not this first six volumes or six issues, not too much. Issues 50, 60, 70, holy shit, what's going on? No, I can, I yeah. can imagine. And it's... It, it, again, it's not like the 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 grossness or, or or the brutality or everything. It's just like there there is a way to for you. To, it, there's a to, line, yeah. No, no, no. There's a way to ebb and flow this. Yeah. Uh, when you have it, when you don't, and uh, just in these early issues, I felt like that that balance was a little off for me. It's not it's not that there's a line of like what I can tolerate, what I can't accept. Yeah, yeah. It's not that. It's that some t- I I prefer when I'm not getting it too too often. When there's uh here it is and then we come down from it and then we come back up to it and all that and this just felt like there were a lot of moments where it peaked up and then it also bounced bounced down to a mid level but still kept it rather than like receding entirely, uh, and that's what I'm talking about is just uh, I I prefer when the tone isn't 100% at that level. I got you. Yeah, yeah. totally fair. Um, I agree with yeah. that. Which is again like uh, going back because I do like Ennis and I do really like Preacher. Yeah. Preacher I feel like has that flow. Yeah. And this I just didn't feel like did. He's writing and crossed. that threw me off. He's writing crossed right now, right? Uh I'm not reading it if he is. Hmm. I don't remember if he's currently writing it or He was doing he uh I don't know actually. Yeah. I haven't kept up with Wallstorm to the Cross is very much is it, gross humor yeah. kind of yeah. immaturity. Uh, yeah, I, and I, I, I mean like I know I know what I'm going into. Like it, it's not 
yeah, I, I think I, I think I made it pretty clear with yeah, that yeah. last one. Um, totally uh, but but I like the comic. I do like the setup. I, I again like it's very obvious uh, both by time period and just who the audience is supposed to be. Like the the differences between the comic and the show, and I think they both work in their own way and speak with their own voice in a sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really enjoy uh, the comic. I also really really enjoyed the show. Yeah, I I, I love the show. Man. The show oh, yeah. the show absolutely feels more like a targeted satire on today's comic media culture, mm-hmm. um, whereas the 2006 one now feels a little bit dated in a way, and that's okay. Because it was talking about the time of the 2006. Absolutely, so it's absolutely 100. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the I think the show benefits from not having Garth Ennis as a as the main creative voice. Uh, you know, it is Seth Rogen and what is whoever is writing partner Eric Kripke. And Eric Kripke. Uh, then they're all working together to kind of make the show. Uh, and Garth Garth Ennis is there to make sure it keeps the spirit of the show. And I think yeah. that that helps a lot. That it, that it feels and, like it has its balance. And that's yeah. and at the end of the day, that's all I wanted. Like. For sure. Not the, so like it still it still has the same vision of what that comic is. Yeah. Uh you and I both loved it. I know it. Uh the moment that it started and it did the parody on the studio opening with Vought. Oh yeah. Uh, that was like a, a play on DC's opening and everything yeah. with the heroes and the with seven. Like, I was like, it, yeah, Oh, yeah. this is where we are. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, uh that was that was a great play. I love the, the 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 shockwave A train uh race. I like like the it's like the Superman Flash yes. race. I love uh, that so much. I I love uh something that the show really captures that I really love that I don't know if the comic will, but it definitely didn't in the six issues is the sense of this celebritydom of them of this uh, mass marketing product Literally that they are like the next volume. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the show really nails that tone really well for me. Yeah. That this sense that like they're more than just the superheroes. They're they're a product. They're a marketable thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are the the everything. They are the Apple iPod that you buy. Like that is them. They are on all your your consumption. Yes, they're yeah. consumerism uh, megalomania. Uh, yeah, yeah. They're they're they're, they're are pop figures. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know why that freaked me out, but I, I guess this is the first knockoff time pop figures. Yeah, pop, pop figures. figures in the in 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 something I've seen. Fakos. Someone just had yeah. like an A train pop figure. I'm like, shit. Of course, of course they would. Yeah, I love yeah. it. I really like uh, Jack Quaid looking at his room, like you know the seven. There were comic books, and there's figures, and there's everything. So Huey's Huey's less of a fan of supers in the comic, and more a fan of aliens. Yes, yeah. That's that's something that's that's kind of represented. That's just an interesting d- change. Uh, well, I think because again, they're they're kind of scoping down the size of the superhero world for sure. So like, yeah, the- yeah, it works. It works really well to have him as this person who. Uh, was a fan of the supers, uh, it, and then it, one killed his it's, girlfriend. It's very specifically a way to target today's audience, as we were saying, because like uh, so many people, Avengers Endgame is the highest-grossing film, uh, yes, it, without inflation of all time. So there you go. Uh, they're very specifically targeting an audience that like goes and sees these superhero films, watches the comic book television shows, isn't super familiar with the comics, but is vaguely familiar. Uh, that's who it's for, and you can feel that. And I, I thought that's well represented across. And the I show. love that the show is getting such good acclaim and stuff because, like, it is, it is one of the first times, like, besides like Watchmen and how you feel about the movie, where mature, where superheroes are are in this mature light and they're treated with like, yo, man, they could be real assholes, like yeah, I real agree. people, and mm-hmm. like, again, we have the MCU where they're all gods and heroes and super yes. people. And I'm like, it's really nice to have them be jerk offs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you never see that, and it's a good version of that. That kind of goes to a balance issue as well. Um, I don't think something like The Boys or Deadpool even work, works in a world where those are the only adaptations. Oh, for sure. Of like course. They're, they're 100% uh, made as satire yeah, in a I, way. I think we are now at a place... Like The Boys, I don't think, could have made, made in 2006. No. I, I, think no. We, I think we are now in a it place... It wouldn't be the same version of this. Right. I think we are now in a place where these type of things 
because Avengers Endgame is so big, because all these superheroes yes. are, are so big, uh, we are now in a place where the audience is looking for that counterbalance while also enjoying the uh, the flip side. Like, we still get our superhero show, but, like, a not a normal superhero show. Yeah, we, yeah. They, the audiences these days, I think, want both. Yeah. And we're now in a place that, that studios can bring us both. It's really cool that we can see the Invisible Man get blown up with C4 up his butt. Oh, my God. I love everything they did with him. Yeah. Like, that whole, the whole sequence of capturing him and everything that happened, that was awesome. Like, yeah, they kept like trying to kill him, but he has, it like, uh, he has, like, diamond skin, so they can't, they say, try everything. And just everything. the establishment of him hiding in the girls' bathroom all the time. And, yeah. And uh, Queen Maeve, who's the Wonder Woman stand-in, knowing that he was there, and then that being revealed with Starlight, and he's like, oops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. I, uh, they, they had a similar uh, scene in the comic in the show, I believe, where like Starlight attends the first meeting and then like they talk about like, oh, like uh, dividends and points. And then Homeland is like, do you guys really want Starlight's first meeting to be about this bullshit? Right. And he's trying to be like the big noble one. Yeah. When yeah. He just like got his like did this horrible thing to her. And I'm like, man, this is some like heinous shit. I well, re- he didn't. He didn't. He didn't know. But right. like the, the right, deep, sorry, the deep. Yeah. Uh, but still, even in like the comic, like just like oh, like business as usual. Like once we enter the king, like the 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 table, we can't talk about outside. Yeah, stuff. yeah. We're the seven. We're the seven. And I'm like, man, that is some like heady. Like like you think you're this type of person when you're not kind of shit. Uh huh. I love it. I, that's what I I yeah I really like that unhinged characteristic of Homelander. His costume design is excellent. All the costumes are pretty good. Yeah, all the costumes are really good, but I really like his costume his design. His shoulders? Yeah, they really went very directly for a Wonder Woman uh, narrative with Queen Maeve. Oh, yeah. Uh, very clearly. Like, her costume change from the comics is very, very strong, but yeah. uh, I like it. Uh, I also really like, I, I just remembered that another part of the show opening isn't just the studios thing, but it's also two kids talking about who would beat up who. Oh, yeah. They really know the audience that they're playing to, and I really yeah. like it. That's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, the first supers we see are Homelander and Queen Maeve. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. It, it was smart. It's a good play. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can we take a selfie with you, Homelander? Absolutely. Yes. As the guy <laughs> falls in th- from the sky. And yeah. they play with that for a while. Like, the comic doesn't give you very much time to even think ho- anyone might be noble in it. Yes. I do like that the show gives you the idea. Like, even, even Billy Butcher's like, nah, Homelander, he's a... F- freaking saint yeah that is that is a good touch and then the only time you see him the first time you see him be bad is when he uh kills he destroys the plane he's like and 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 then even then he's like well i was doing that for you yeah he's like misguided yeah yeah Yeah. i like that but but he is shitty he i'm not familiar with that actor but like he has the best like sad eyes yeah like like dead soul sad eyes like oh my god what who am i right he's i did a wave like i was homelander at the race uh that nobody saw uh yeah i really like the show like i I really, really want to finish it because there's only four more episodes. Yeah. And, uh, uh, I do too. It makes me want to read the comic again, but I'm like, I just have the show, which is like a better version of that. It's like the most like f- like refined, like best version of what that sh- what the comic's trying to be. Uh-huh. Uh, and I don't need to read 90 issues of a comic. Sure. So uh, I'm excited that season two's coming. Yeah. yeah I re- I'm, I'm very much interested in where the show can, can go. I'm oh, really yeah. glad it's renewed. I'm really glad. Uh, I, it, being, it being Eric Kripke, I wouldn't be surprised if we're looking at another five season plan. Hell yeah. That he's going to attempt to cover all the story of the comics in five years. And that then, makes sense. And then he'll leave and they'll keep it going for another ten. No, I don't think so. I think that this will not be Jeez a supernatural Louise. case. Um, remember me. when he was supposed to do... Remember when Eric Kripke was attached to sci-fi to do a Dead Man TV series? I don't, but that sounds awesome. Yeah, it sounded yeah. really cool. I want a Dead Man TV show. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah, I really liked these uh, three episodes of the show. I thought they were really, really solid. Uh, the casting is all excellent. And I love the cast. All of the design for everything. Uh, I think Elizabeth Shue, as you said, uh, we're seeing a whole lot of her 
seediness behind the scenes. Yeah, like she the just conniving. absolutely wants all the power for all of her supers. Oh man, it's so there's a shapeshifter who yeah. like who uh, turns into black oh, blackmails like a senator doppelganger. What yeah. a good scene! What a doppelganger! Sc- what a crazy gross scene! Yeah, I love it. Did not need that. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's the kind of thing, like, that's, like, a mystique thing, but, like, we never saw that kind of thing in, yeah. in X-Men. I, I really hope that we just see A-Train just, like, really get get it. Because he's just shitty in every aspect. Uh, just, like, doing the race, and it's, like, going home to your lady, and he's, like, well, you know me. You can't catch the A-Train as she's watching it. Uh, it's, like, dude, you're the she worst. You, like, she had, she had your relationship approved with the company, and you still didn't bring her, oh, and you yeah, knew that? I, I, one of the things I really like is that you feel bad for some some of these supers. Like, yeah. I felt bad for Popclaw. Yeah. I was like, oh, no. Yeah. For sure. Uh, even in the comic, uh, Billy's like, you know, a lot of them are bad. Not all of them, but most of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At the end, like, uh, uh, M.M. asks him. Oh, Mother's Milk. Yeah, Mother's Milk. He asks him. He's like, uh, you know, what if do you think a few of them, and it's kind of like trying to make you think of Starlight. Uh, he's like, do you think even a few of them might be, like, the, the real deal, like, good people? And he's like, well, if they are. F them. Yeah. 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 I love that mentality. Bill, Billy doesn't care at all. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm, I'm very excited for the future of the show. And I'm, again, I'm glad people are connecting with it, which is for, yes. really, which is, it's a weird show. Like considering like the MCU and like where we're at, like people really like the show about like evil superheroes. I'm really glad. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's a good time for a satire like that. Yes. Um, Agree. This, this is very much like a new, new wave of, of Deadpool. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm Thank trying to think if there was anything else in the comics specifically that I wanted to touch on. Um, I do like what they do with the team kicks. Seeing all that that team, I hope that we see some of that translate into the show. And uh, the the first scene of violence where the where the two teams fight each other, I I want there to be something like that where Huey kills someone for the first time because like he's a member of he the boys. See, so that's he uh, killed translucent. Yeah, he killed translucent. Oh, you're right. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. But not. Uh, yeah, you're right. I think that's going to be the that's comparison the trans- because I was going to say trans- I don't I yeah, don't yeah. think the show is going to do them being superpowered. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think they're going to try and stay away from it. I think they want to keep it like this kind of underdog thing. That is, that's a good point. Which yeah. is a big difference, but I think probably a good one. It is, and um, yeah, using camp- compound V is kind of just like like a mutant uh, a steroid is like a cool idea. Yeah, yeah I, I really like the idea that they're just people. Yeah. In, in this and that they because the idea is like can people take down them? Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. And I, I like that idea that we're that exploring that's that. your brains. Yeah, that yeah. actually makes it more of a challenge. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm really excited to see where that could go. We were, re- right. I know you were really happy when he did like blow up translucent. You're like, please do it, please don't let him walk out. Yeah. Just bam, like, and then he goes everywhere. Yeah. yeah, I love the like not subtle at all poster on the wall that it's like, uh, uh, keep your hands clean. Oh yeah, with the baby with the spaghetti bowl. I love the effect of them like scooping him up, and you see like the oh yeah, the, the bleeding arm, but it's yeah. it's still, it's still slightly invisible. translucent. That was translucent cool. doesn't mean invisible. It means <laughs> it's reflective yeah. or something yeah. like that. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, there was there's a point I was trying I was going to make, um, but I don't remember. I what think it Black was. Noir looks cool. I yeah, I think Black. I Noir love that he doesn't talk. Uh, yeah, you mean uh, uh, the the guy who basically walked out of the GI Joe film? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Snake Eyes. Snake yeah. Eyes. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ray Park. Oh, yeah. I remember. I really like how I really like what they're what they're doing with Starlight. I like the inclusion of her mom. She's really good. And the in idea this. that that's, you know, she's Me like, too. She wanted to talk to her mom about what happened, this horrible thing that happened to her, but her mom was like, we're so proud of you for joining the seven is like uh the way uh, the way they handle the sad. whole uh girl she saved from the rape yes. and that they're like 100% against it until the girl comes forward and they're like this is the best press ever. Yeah. 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 That that is so shallow. All that like gross marketing. So shallow yeah. with the company and everything. Yeah. 
Yeah, I like, absolutely. I like all the stuff. I really, with. again, it's like the first time we've seen that aspect of like superheroes being celebrities and they have to look about their image. And like, that's super fascinating. I really like the scene between Huey and Starlight in the, in the park? At the, at the race. Oh, at the race? Yeah. yeah I really like that I scene. I like both their scenes, the one at the park and the one at the race. They play really well. Yeah. Um, I'm glad, like, again, really good casting. I really like that scene. Not knowing where the, the comic goes, I kind of, I, I hope that she becomes a member of the boys. You know that she becomes like a, I, I kind of want. Sure. Let I let's see how they differentiate from the comic. Sure. So so far, it's like the story points are kind of like the same. Like we're Starlight now, and her and stuff. Yeah. I don't know how familiar you are with this aspect, but like I get the impression with Queen Maeve uh, that she's also kind of like Starlight a few years down the road. That she's she's just kind of accepted it, but she's not really with all this. Uh, uh, not in the same way that the others are. Yes, but uh, now I'm saying specifically in the show. That's the impression yes. I'm getting. I don't know if that's different from the comic or I the same, but I think that's where they're going in the show. Is that she's yeah. she's Starlight like a decade down the road, yes. like she's like the defeated Starlight. Yes, yeah. uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they do some changing because she wanted to take the guy in custody. Highlander killed him, and Home she Lander. went. Uh, sorry, Homelander. Jesus, yeah. they're gonna only uh, be one. Yeah, Homelander uh, killed him, and and she just goes along with it. But it's not something she's super happy about. Yeah. Um, uh, I do like that that's... They, and there's they, almost like this tortured love story on her end. There is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's super... Because they didn't really go into it that much in, in, in this volume. Yeah. Uh, so I'm really curious how that develops. Yeah. A lot of cool things, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I want to ask you like where, where things go in the comics, but I kind of just feel like I should wait. I also read it 13 years ago, so my memory is pretty bad. Yeah. Except for like the big the big stuff, like people, characters dying, all that kind of but, stuff. But uh, specifically to that point, is that something that was present with Queen Maeve? Is that she's... She's not as with this as the others. Yes, but she still is a bad person. Sure, sure. I, I but mean, she is absolutely like, I guess I gotta do this. But okay. she is not evil. Like because I are. think I think the show's definitely going to lean in that direction from what we've seen so far. Is yes. that she's like yeah she's she's still a not, little bit of conscience. She's left. still not great because she she goes along with it and lets him shoot at her and all that to create the lie. Yeah, but it does seem like they're she's not trying, fully dead inside. Yet. Yeah, they're trying to lean into a sense of consciousness. She might see something in Starlight that awakens her or something. Mm-hmm. What I what I don't want to see with Starlight is, uh, I depending on how they do it, at this point, I don't want to see her descent into becoming one of the seven. Don't worry about that. That's I don't think that's who the character is designed to be. Yeah. Just, just the perspective we have on it now, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really like the scene where they do change her costume and the girl comes up and she's like, I ordered your costume. And it's like, uh, I still haven't gotten the new one. And it's like, you know what? Don't get the new one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The I old felt, one's perfectly really fine. really bad when the girl was taking a picture and she's just, Starlight, show us your tits. Yeah, and yeah. She's like, oh, yeah. God. Yeah, man. Matt, he's like an internet troll, basically. Uh, all right, shall we, shall we get out of here? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I uh, hi- highly recommend the highly recommend the, the show. show. We'll yeah. we'll probably talk about it again when we finish the four episodes. Yeah, yeah, because uh, that will be impending. And the comic was enjoyable. Yeah, um, absolutely. It's check a good it, base for check out for both the of these. They're very they're very separate takes yet the same. Yeah, yeah. Um, Billy Butcher. All right, so we didn't have a book club. This was basically our book club this week. Uh, so Sparks, next week it's your book club. Do you know what you're doing? Yes, we're doing Man Eaters by Chelsea Kane, Volume One. Yeah, very baby. cool. Very cool. So read that one. Come back to us uh, next week. We will also be. We will also have Jen, <gasps> our old friend, week. the Key Thief. Yeah, be on the show talking about uh, animated the current crop of animated retellings coming from Disney. I wonder if she has man eaters. Uh, I'll I'll ask her. Okay. Um, and uh, also we have a special coming out for Hobbs and Shaw. Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. That'll be up uh, soon. Uh, probably put it up on Patreon first, Ooh, or I might just exclusive. put it up this week. Who knows? Not exclusive. Um, uh, 
I'll let you guys know on social media. It'll go up soon. Uh, All right, so we have a YouTube page. What's up on the YouTube page, Sparks? Everything. Uh, Around not long after this episode drops, I'm sure we'll have our very last episode of Fake Nerds Watch with Swamp Thing. (sighs) The finale is out, and we are watching it. Loose ends. And it's coming out. Do you know what you guys are doing next for Fake Nerds Watch? Nope, not a clue. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, then. We haven't talked about it. Uh, we have talked about, like, we still want to do with you some Stranger, Stranger Things, Things discussion yeah. uh, in the near future, and Ryan and I still have a Midsummer review we want to put out. Um, I know down the road uh, we're absolutely 100% doing, uh, I was going to say Watchmen. Oh, yes. Actually, screw Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah, Watchmen. <laughs> uh, we're, we're absolutely doing Watchmen on Fick Nerds TikTok. Watch. Uh, I don't know necessarily what else will come up in that time or, or what we're doing Mandalorian next is yet. November. Um, I imagine uh, for the immediate future, we're going to take a little bit of a break on Fick Nerds Watch um, while, we, while we decide exactly there what might, we're doing Yeah, next. again, there'll probably be specials here and there, but like for now. Yeah. Um, All right, then. And Basement Arcade coming out. Depending, depending yeah. how things go, we might also do a special just talking about the rest of the boys. Um, yeah. Might, would, might invite you for that as well. I've seen a lot of scuttlebutt about the ending and how people are really excited about like the next season because it's, sure. it's a good cliffhanger apparently. Yeah, yeah. So maybe we'll talk about it. Basement Arcade's almost done. Yeah, man. Episode 15's out. Uh, episode 16's coming out this To correct week. you, Basement Arcade is not almost done. Shadow of the Colossus on Basement yes. Arcade is almost correct. done. correct. But the next game is impending. It you is happening soon. Do you soon. want to say what it is? Or? Not yet. Not yet? I think we we have, actually, I think we've already announced it. I, I think so. We do know what it is. Uh, you it's go Sonic ahead. Mania. It's Sonic Mania. Yeah. Do, 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 uh, do, do, Ryan do, is do, playing do. through Sonic Mania with Ben. Hell yeah, baby. Um, we're uh, gonna do stuff with you soon, Sparks. I promise. Yeah, we just gotta do um, schedules. We we, gotta we've, it out. we've talked about some things. Yes. Yeah. Uh, all right. So Funko, we also we are a Funko affiliate, as Hell you guys know. Yes. Uh, click the link in the description for. As seen in the boys. Uh, yeah. Just click the link in the description and use promo code Shop Ten for ten percent off your purchase. Uh, as mentioned before, we have a Patreon. Uh, currently, our Patreon is still kind of being worked on, but if you want to donate, there is only one tier, and if you donate to that tier, you get all uh, everything that's going to go up. Oh yeah. Um, for example, right now, the first ten episodes of our show are up on the Patreon, and I'm going to keep going until we get to the first 50. Remember 2016? Oh my God, seriously, guys. Wow. I listened to a couple of that. It is, our intro was really long back then. Do you remember like really bad sounding microphones? Yeah. Episode one, baby. <laughs> so if you guys wanna if you guys wanna check that out, uh, you know, see where we came from, see some of the thoughts History. on other things, uh, definitely check those out on our Patreon. We also have a T Public. Uh, our on our T Public we have our basement arcade shirts. Ooh-hoo. We have our fake nerd podcast shirts. We Ooh-hoo. have our miscellaneous shirts. We have suburban sub- proctologist shirts. Heck yeah. And uh, I know from two artists that we will be having two new shirts going up. Uh, Heck yeah! Soon, We're so in the end game, baby. Impending. Next week we will actually debut one. <gasps> and and uh, we all know what it is, but I'm not going to tell the audience in case they forgot. We're not. <laughs> it's, I it's, forgot. It's a sequel to end of end game. <laughs> it's the end game. <laughs> Can't sequel. get us this time, Disney. Avenity <laughs> War. Oh God. <laughs> um, how do they know? No. <laughs> yeah, man, it's Disney. They yeah. got money. Uh, so yes, yeah, all the links, all the links for that are in the show notes. You can check those out. Super duper. Uh, thank you to everyone who listens. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, thank you to Jeremy Vellucci who does our theme music and our segment intros, and uh, you can find him at Jeremy Vellucci Keyboards. Um, he also has a show, Suburban Proctologist, and d- announcement that just dropped an hour ago. I saw it. Suburban Proctologist is up again. Woo! Online. Hell yeah! So you can check out those episodes. Subscribe. I had a pop, Subscribe to that show. Support that show. Support the buy the merch. Do the things. Uh, found out that he did not buy the merch. So whoever bought that server proctologist merch, let us know. Thanks. It was pie. Probably was pie. I don't know this. 
but I do. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know it. I just know it's true. <laughs> um, you can find them on. Uh, you can find that show, uh, Suburban Proctologist Official on Facebook and Subproc Podcast on Instagram. Thank you to Mike Batola. Heck yeah, Mike. Who may or may not be designing some new things for us. Oh my god. Um, that means he is. Uh, shush. Uh, sorry. Shush you. <laughs> you can find him at Mike Batola on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, check out the two sh- episodes that he was on last week. A lot of fun. Double uh, yeah, we, we have our uh, episode with him, our Impossible Trivia Challenge 3, yep. uh, up on YouTube, and I will get that X-Men special up soon. Yeah. Um, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at Fickner Podcast, uh, FickNerGuys at gmail.com. Uh, I'm at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. Ryan? I'm at DJ Tony Snark at everything. Ben Magnet is at Ben underscore Magnet. Ben Magnet 27. Ben Magnet 27. Sparks. Uh, I'm Sparks Witty. I'm at Sparks Witty on Instagram. S-P-A-R-K-Z Witty. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Rate, review, wherever you get us. We greatly appreciate it. Until next week, guys, stay fake nerds. Jelly brass knuckles? No, they're for her toes. (laughs) 